0: On today's show, singer, songwriter, and two-time Grammy winner,
1: Dave Matthews. Mr. Dave Matthews. Mr. There was a point in your career you used to busk. That's what yeah. they call it, right? Yeah. You would yeah. go out on the street and perform. Yeah, and then get shouted at by the
2: buskers that had set up. There. They'd be like, this is my place. When people go and sing in, in the subway, man, you got to know you're good.
1: You gotta know you're good, you gotta self-defense. You gotta gotta know a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. The other
3: day,
1: hi-o! The other day, hi The other day, I went for a walk with my wife. This was on the weekend, and uh, uh, we walked outside and. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know what was going on, but it, outside my house, it smelled like a mixture of chemicals and fire. And I go, oh, man, somebody's, you know, somebody's using their fireplace. Seems like a weird time to be using your fireplace. It's, it's pretty Is warm out. A fireplace smell? Bird- yeah.
4: Chemicals
1: and- yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what it was. Is So we went yeah. for a long walk and Ugh. the smell kept getting worse and worse. And I said, Jesus. And then uh, we saw some of our neighbors walking around, and we go, ooh, you smell that? And they're like, yeah, it must be Canada. The, I think it's the fires up in Canada. And I go, uh, what? Canada? That's far away. You know how many miles Canada is from here? I go, you know, I'm mouthing off to my wife going, you know, what do what, what they talk? Canada? It's so stupid. You, you, we're in New York. On Long Island. You can't smell Canada. What? I mean, I've never looked at a map, but I'm sure it's far away. It's a whole nother country. Uh, so I completely discounted the fact that it could be Canadian fires ruining my walk. And then I was like, whatever this smell is, maybe we shouldn't be outside. We're breathing in whatever the fuck that my wife goes. Don't, you know, she thinks I'm nuts, uh, which I am. And she thinks I'm neurotic. So she's like, just come on. We're going on our walk. Meanwhile... Turns out, the smell I was smelling is from Canada. They're having some sort of fucking crazy-ass fires. What, wild um, Wildfire. Wild fire. That's yeah. what I call you, Robin, in bed. Wildfire. <laughs> Oops, did I just say that? I slipped. People aren't supposed to know that. But anyway, um, I go, oh, wildfire. You're making me nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as it turned out, there's wildfires in Canada, and now even in Manhattan, here in new york they're saying this is new york city right now is topping the list of the world's worst air pollution world's worst take that china hmm. beat you world's worst air quality so there evidently on the news this morning everywhere you know in local in new york everyone's like you know terrible uh the, the mayor said the kids shouldn't go outside for uh school and i'm like well how do you get to school if you don't go outside but it's And then someone said, if you, if you're outside and you're breathing this in, it's like having six cigarettes. And I was like, six cigarettes? Twenty,
4: twenty four hours.
1: Yeah. Well, I could handle that. Six
4: cigarettes. Well, that's what I was saying. When I heard that, I was like, Oh, only six cigarettes.
1: I used to smack, I used to smoke three packs a day. I mean, you know, six (laughs) cigarettes, (laughs) but anyway, how gross is that? (laughs) Like such a big stink. I had no idea that we would be affected. You know, I think if, if you have a fire in your country, it, it, your air should be only in that country affected. It should stop I don't, at the border. <laughs> it should stop at the border. The, right, Rob. You see, you think like I do. You, you see, it's this. Anyway, I realize that the world now, the way it is, I never would have imagined that in my, when I was a kid, that the future would be set up perfectly for me. Since I'm phobic and don't want to leave my house, we've had a pandemic and now we have fires telling us not to leave <laughs> our house. It's like kind of like my utopia. Another reason to stay in the house. That's why I love rainy days. My wife goes, I hate rainy days. I go, I love them. An excuse to not leave the house. I hate leaving the house. And as I get older, more and more, I hate leaving the house.
4: Uh You know, there's um, a term for that.
1: Yeah, it's called agoraphobic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm full on mentally ill now. <laughs> I used to be partially mentally ill. I used to be partial mental. Now I'm full on mental. I've got so many phobias, OCD. my OCD is so bad now I said to my psychiatrist when are you going to cure me of that you're kind of you're not doing your job he goes well you have to become more comfortable with this and then uh, I go when is uh, listen you know my age I don't have to I'm running out of time I can't walk through a door without uh, tapping three times I gotta get out of this I gotta get out of this now And, and and I gotta leave the house my wife's getting fed up with me yeah anyway uh I'm a fucking nut job, I know that i'm lovable, but I'm a nut job, <laughs> and I love like pointing out like I'm now into this guy, jelly roll, the rapper Are you hip to jelly roll he's got all these, he's no. a big fat guy with tattoos on his face, but he sings pretty well he's he's a country artist to boot, country's going wild, country music's gone nuts it's taken it, over yeah, <laughs> yeah, you even have like a lot of black people singing country now, which That's is you know right. what. What? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> but you got this guy Jelly Roll. Yo
5: yo 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 yo. Ha-
1: and he looks like he's kind of like a rapper or a heavy metal guy, but he evidently was in jail and he's he was on American Idol and he had like tons of tattoos on his face, but he's pretty good. I've been listening to his music. Jelly Roll. You got to get into him. Uh, actually here's one of his songs, Son of a Sinner. It's pretty good. <laughs> But just picture a huge fat guy who was in jail. I
3: never get lonely. I got these goals to keep me company. I took the for. review off of this so forth, so I only see in front of me. Now the past is out of sight and out of mind. Swore i changed change, now I'm back chasing these white lines. I'm just alone.
1: He was in and out of jail from the age of fourteen, this guy. It's like, what, he what was he doing? What was I, he doing? I think weed and I I don't think it was like I don't think he killed anyone, no. He <laughs> just was like he was bad, you know. I mean he had tattoos all over his face. Uh but He's kind of an interesting character. I think he's married to a, JD told me he might be married to a, a, an adult film star or, I don't know, I don't know, a stripper or something. And he claims they have threesomes. (laughs) I go, JD, Chili Rose living your, your dream.
4: Well, if he's there, it probably is a threesome. (laughs) Anybody else in the room is a third.
1: (laughs) (laughs) JD, what's, Hey, JD, you look good. What did you get? Like a little bit of tan or something? I mean, we were in Miami a little <laughs> while ago, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> it might be the light. What? Why is that funny, JD? Because uh. <laughs> I, I don't think I look all that particularly tan or I whatever. think you look kind of handsome in a oh, weird way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you yeah. look, your
4: hair's all back.
0: You look very
1: nice <laughs> as well. Uh, uh. Your hair grew back fast. Yeah. 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 You leave your hair like that. You look good. You know, when you get all ungroomed, you look kind of weird. Well, I think for the,
0: sh- the summer, I think for the summer, I'm going to shave it. Uh, like maybe a three or a four, not like the point no. five that it was. That dude, dude, <laughs> listen to me.
1: Yes, what your hair looks like today? Leave it. That's the length you should be. Okay, right, right. Robin. Ask the ladies. Yeah, don't go yeah. by me. Okay, you
0: know, all right. you look I'm good. telling you. All
1: right, all right. Uh, and you look a little thinner too. I heard you're intermittent fasting. Is that right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I I'm t- I was two fifteen yesterday, so I don't know if it's exactly helping all that much, but you know, trying. Uh, so how many jelly days roll- have you been doing it? I've been doing it for a while. So, All right.
1: Jelly Roll's married to a woman named Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde.
0: Yes, and I saw yeah. like a, a like a clip of a podcast they do, and they were talking about how they do
1: threesomes and stuff. So, good for him. That's what you should do. You should have married him um, like a like a sex worker. You know what I mean? And have three well, of uh,
4: you know, he could he could, you know adjust. You know, move the needle a little we'll bit. See, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll
0: see what
1: happens. A couple of tats on your face. No, I don't I don't
0: want any tattoos. I don't need right. that. I don't want any needles. But he's right. also I guess he's I guess he's been at the gathering at the, the, the juggalo's a few times too. I think he's
1: nine at, times. I read about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Um Jelly Roll was at the gathering of the Juggalos 9 times and he said he was tripping on acid every time he was there.
0: <laughs>
1: we might have to get Jelly Roll in here and talk to that dude. He's a character. Yeah. So, all right, thank you. Seems pretty cool. Yeah. What was he in jail for? Do you know? Because Robin asked me, and I don't remember.
4: But... Uh, JD, come back. He can't hear us.
1: He doesn't know. Don't worry about him. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know the answer anyway. Someone oh, he else
4: doesn't can. know. Wait a minute. Somebody sent him right back in. Do
1: you know what? uh You know what? J- uh, Jelly Roll was in jail for that. I don't. That I don't. I only saw. Right, I got it. It's all right. You can go. At sixteen, Jelly Roll was arrested for aggravated robbery and charged as an adult. He served over a year for the charge and over seven years probation. Charge is still on his record and prevents him from voting and once prevented him from buying a house. Wow. I'm not a big fan of aggravated robbery, but it seems like he did his time.
4: I don't know what aggravated robbery is.
1: Aggravated mean he might have beaten up somebody. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. My parents have been involved with aggravated robbery. So... <laughs> Did I ever tell that story on the air? I think now would be the time to tell it. The which one? About my parents, you know it, with, uh, when they were robbed.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you've told it. Hmm. Because well, me... I think, I thought they had another robbery. You might have talked about one.
1: That... Oh, they were robbed. Of, they were robbed yeah. a shitload of times when they the the house that we when we lived in Roosevelt and then moved to Rockville Center. That house in Rockville Center had been. After I went to college, they got robbed like five times in the house like <laughs> it was they unbelievable. They always there? No. Okay. At varying times they were robbed. And uh it was just happening it, and you say, "Howard, why don't they just get a um like an alarm system which would have relieved the problem, alleviated the problem in 2 seconds." But my mother is so kooky. She would be like, I don't want alarms. (laughs) I used to call her over the years. And, you know, and at some point I'm on the radio and it's getting embarrassing because then it looks like I'm not taking care of my parents. Right. right. You know what I mean? You know, those kind of weird situations, you're getting real famous and they're listening in the newspaper that you're making some money. So then I'm like buying my parents cars and stuff because I can't have them running around in the shit box. My old man was driving. (laughs) I didn't want to get them a car. I just knew that all you fucking yentas out there would be like, eh, Howard Stern doesn't take care of his parents. And I'll tell you why I didn't want to get him anything. Because my old man had plenty of money, it turned out. I didn't know that. Well. He was always screaming poverty. And then, uh like my mom used to call me, I want to get the house decorated. It looks old. And your father says no. My father was cheap as fuck. I didn't realize all that. I thought he didn't have any money. So I'd step in like a hero and go, Mom. I'm going to decorate your house. And my dad would just be like, you want to decorate it? Go ahead. I'm not paying for it. You,
4: you couldn't embarrass him into even no. saying, I'll take care of
1: it, son. And, and I, I did it lovingly because I thought, well, okay, my old man didn't have a lot of money. And my old man really, it, it made sense that he didn't have any money. He told me he only made $25,000 a year at his best year. So I was like, of course he did. I didn't know he was like saving up like nickels and dimes and buying Disney stock and actually had money. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, he said, oh, I bought, I bought Disney stock. I thought he had like three shares, you know, like some fucking uh, bar mitzvah gift you get. But you know uh, what you're know.
4: pointing to is that people who, you know, didn't have great childhoods and didn't have great relationships with their family... They uh, get shamed into taking care yeah, of them.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm so smart, I shamed myself. I didn't even wait for the, for the for didn't society.
4: Wait for the tabloids to get yeah. The whole shame. Yeah.
1: I don't know, but it was just like my father was kind of miserly, and uh, I just thought he had no money. So I would like step in, Dad, I know you always dreamt of having a Cadillac, and I bought them like a, I think I bought him. I don't even know what I bought him. I think I bought him a Cadillac. You know, because when I was a kid growing up, that was the big stat. That was like the Mercedes. That was the of dream, the day. yeah, the dream. I bought, ended up buying them too, you know what I mean? And like, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I guess I got to take the hit on this. I mean, I had bills to pay. <laughs> and, you know, I, w- I didn't have that much money. But, I, you know, I was like, you know, I can't have my father driving around in a shit box because people, you know, bad me. Like their neighbors and stuff kept an eye and, you know. I'm like, all uh, right, I gotta everybody's I gotta talking up. now <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't doing it because I you know I feel like it's just like, all right, you know, I'll just you know, my father got me my first car i'll uh, you know I'll pay him back with a, a new car, so anyway, um, anyway, then my parents start getting robbed, and my father when he bought the house, they had a safe in the basement. My father kept the he goes, I keep the safe open. Because I don't want to, I don't want a safe. Because they come here, like the, you know, the oil man will come, he sees, when they, when they work on the burner, they see a safe and they think I have money and they come and they'll rob me. And I go, well, why don't you have the safe moved out of your house? Because well, who knows what that costs to move such a heavy safe? <laughs> he wouldn't get rid of the safe. So he kept it open to show potential robbers that, uh, that the, that the, that the safe was empty and there was nothing in it. But they robbed him anyway. Yeah. There was one point my parents had had so many robberies in their house that my mom had no more good jewelry left. I used to go out and buy, so I would like, I didn't want my mom walking around without jewelry. My father never buys her anything. So I went out and bought her. I went over to Barney's and bought her a shitload of jewelry. Then a month later they got cleaned out again. I was like, I'm, I wasn't buying it for my mom. I'm buying it for the robbers. So they have something to take. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There was nothing in the house. My father didn't keep cash in that. I don't know. But for some reason. And I talked to a buddy of mine. He says, if they just get a fucking alarm system. So I call my mom and dad and I go, you got to get an alarm system. I don't. I'm not living in fear. This is the same rap she gave me when we lived in Roosevelt that she wasn't afraid of black people i don't live in fear of black people we're gonna live here no one's chasing us out of town and i'm like please be chased out of town i'm the last (laughs) white guy left in this town it's not going well for me but we don't we're not we we we're not (laughs) afraid i'm very afraid (laughs) you're not afraid So she goes, I don't give in to these robberies. I don't, you know, they'd always get robbed when they weren't home. Right. So, uh, you know, so my mother would come home and half her shit would be gone. And she's like, I'm not attached to possessions. She became like a whole like a fucking guru at the end. You know, I don't get attached to personal possessions. I go, yeah, because I'm paying for them at this point. (laughs) You go out and work. She doesn't get attached. I can't have you walking around like a slob. So I got to keep replacing all these items. She's like, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going to bankrupt me. My parents have cost me a fortune. You don't even know the half of it. I don't even talk to you about it because, look, you got your own problems. I don't want to depress you.
4: Well, no, you've you've always told me about the robberies.
1: Well, they got robbed again. (laughs) So, my mother, so I go, Mom, you must, you gotta let me put an alarm system. I don't like gadgets and I'm not gonna sit there. I wanna be able to open a window. I like luft, air. Luft is air. (laughs) My mother goes, I need luft and I like to open the windows and I don't understand these gadgets and I'm not gonna be locked into my house like a prisoner. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're going to get robbed again. They might as well just put a big sign on their heads. House open for robbery.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Away from home. Rob now.
1: (laughs) Well, they got their comeuppance. I get a call. You know, in the middle of the fucking night, like two or three in the morning. They were laying in bed. Two dudes or three dudes. They get woken up. Knives to their throats. Ugh. Yeah. And there's something up with my... Parents. If someone woke me up in the middle of the night with a knife to my throat, you you know, I'd be at the psychiatrist. I, my parents, it was like a walk in the park. <laughs> I go, are you guys okay? We're fine. So, knives to their throat. And my parents are telling me this story. And uh, I go, well, what did they say to you? They said, um, we're here to rob you. Give us uh, everything. I go, what'd you do? He goes, I told the guy... The keys to the car over there. Yeah, the, <laughs> oh, the car I bought you. The, the, the keys to the car over there. I said I don't have any. I have some cash in my wallet. That's it. Uh, and your mother's jewelry. Oh, I said, oh, wow. all my money, all my money that you guys have. Um, well, finally, I mean, and and then I said to them, well, well, are you going to get an alarm system? No. You know, like like, what more do you 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 could have been killed. By the way, unbelievable. The cops caught the dudes. Wow. Turns out they, they were like, um, they were, they were some two dudes from Hempstead who were going around Long Island, like hitting everybody and they fucked up. They, they caught them with my parents' car or something. They, they had the license plates and these guys were kind of idiots.
4: Well, usually but, uh, criminals are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like the, uh, what was that <laughs> gang? The, Hole-in-the-wall gang? Hole-in-the-wall gang. I don't (laughs) don't know what gang. Some gang, they were like. (laughs) Like an idiot gang, like the Three Stooges. (laughs) They actually got caught, and my parents got back some of their stuff, some of the jewelry and things, but a lot of it was gone. Anyway, uh, uh, they finally acquiesced. They got the alarm, and guess what? They never got robbed again. Yeah. They got the alarm, and they never got robbed again. My mom learned how to work it, and she was able to get her air her loft her loft i need loft i go i'm gonna loft you right out the window you two are a burden yeah i guess they didn't care that they got robbed because i paid for everything i was just you shot. know like-
4: you know sometimes people get this attitude that things aren't supposed to be great for them and they're just yeah. oh well that's
1: part of you know how my life goes <laughs> A knife to their throats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Just another day in the park. Like, my mom wasn't even traumatized by it. Like, she doesn't even, she, they never even talked to me about it again. I'm like, can you fucking believe these two got a knife to their throats in the middle of the night? Imagine waking up with a knife to your throat. Uh, it's crazy. Well, and I can
4: tell you that my, you know, I've had the same feeling as you, as you, I suppose. And at one point I said, oh, you know, it's Christmas. My mother has always, you know, wanted a diamond, you know, and I I (laughs) said, you know, I had to get her some diamond stud earrings or something like that. That would, you know, really make Uh, her happy. And I bought the diamonds and I put them in a box, you know, and wrapped them up and all that. And she opens the box. She goes, oh, my goodness, these are amazing. She says, but don't give me things like that because it'll make me a target.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) She's right. She knows. You know, it's just really weird, really weird, too, because, I mean, I just know, like, if I got, like, if someone put a knife to my throat, like, that would be my opening story every morning. I go, Robin. Right, right. um, Did I ever tell you the time there was a knife to my throat? Like, I think that's why my parents never had any sense of danger for me when I lived in Roosevelt because right. it's like to them it was just like oh well what do they, you know listen my mother, my parents had such shitty lives that having a knife to their throat in the middle of the night was not that bad it was yeah. kind of you know it was like you know well well uh, when I was a boy uh we had to burn. Uh, wood in the street to warm up. You know, I, I never had a pair of shoes. <laughs> they did urban camping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had yellow fever and I almost died. I mean, like, you know, my mother, I never had a toy. My mother died and they threw me out of the house. My father sent me to live in an orphanage. I mean, when you have that kind of life, you're like, oh, that's right. The time we had the knife to our throat, Ben.
6: That's right. <laughs>
1: They don't they had so much shit go down.
4: And they didn't want to leave this neighborhood that was constantly plagued by robberies.
1: Oh, you mean a wrongful shit? No, that was the good neighborhood we moved to. <laughs> <laughs> My mother had a real a real sort of knack for picking great <laughs> neighborhoods. Ugh. Uh you know, they had such horror stories that like when they got having a knife to their throat was not like a real bad day. Like they never they never even thought much about it. Like I have to like I go, Mom, remember when you got robbed at knife point? Like, oh, that's right. That happened. I forgot about that. You know, I would it never heard I
4: mean, to them that it could get worse.
1: This, no, because this is their okay. lives. It,
4: this is OK.
1: <laughs> when your life is so shitty, like my your grandmother was killed by the Nazis. Her entire family was wiped out. And then we had no food, so I ate my cousin. <laughs> when, when we moved to America, your your aunt's corpse was a raft. We floated <laughs> here on her dead body. Uh, and remember the time you were held up at knife point? Oh, the, the, oh that's right. You were too, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, horrible. Like, I mean, my, you know. Evidently my dad blew out his own eye with like a with a, a, a young boy. I mean so when you do that, it's like you know. Yeah Yeah, but I had another one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked up. Everything's fucked up. But anyway, uh the big story here and I don't know how I got into this, but uh all roads lead back to crazy stories, but uh my about my parents, but yeah. So in Canada, they're having these crazy wildfires and I was out walking around and I didn't believe that fire in Canada could affect us. I always like when countries keep their problems in, in, in the, in the country themselves. Uh, I'll tell you that.
4: Isn't that a breach of some kind of treaty? They shouldn't be having their fire, the smoke from their fires here.
1: I know. When is Canada going to become part of the United States so we can clean up their mess.
4: (laughs) Oh, please. We have enough messes. We we haven't
1: cleaned up. Yeah, I used to think that, like, Canada should be part of America. Their lives would be better. Now I realize I don't think we can help them much. Their lives are fine. We
4: can't help ourselves.
1: Yeah. Things are very depressing. (laughs) Oh, hey. Whoopi Goldberg. You don't recognize Whoopi? How are Hi. you?
7: I'm good. You know, I, I'm loving this smoke. It's like I'm hitting my vape pen all day <laughs> long. Here I go again.
8: Oh, yeah. Wildfires bring it on, baby. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, like uh, they're saying, Whoopi, uh, the wildfires are like you go out there and it's like smoking six cigarettes or something like that.
7: It's like smoking a giant bong.
8: It's like a A bong bong. of the universe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What a gift from our neighbors to the north, right? I could just smoke my vape and be high all day. I feel like I'm cheating on Zippy. Here
1: I go. Here I go. Go ahead. One more. Oh, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, There you go.
4: The latest news, though, is they're trying to make marijuana bad again. They're saying uh, marijuana is a poison. And that it's very hard to convince people that they shouldn't smoke marijuana anymore because of these medical uses and so forth. They've determined that it works for. But they're saying nobody should be smoking marijuana because it's a toxin
1: yeah well good luck with that putting that genie back in the bottle they they managed <laughs> to do that with abortion they managed to like fucking all of a sudden you can't get an abortion in a lot of states but uh, i don't think you're going to be able to pull that off with weed uh, people who smoke weed love weed i mean that's it i mean i know i have friends who smoke weed it is fucking insane i mean they just love it so their whole lives are built around it and I, I have always been of the feeling, you know, listen, I had my drug days. I've, I've documented those. I don't keep them a secret, but I'm not necessarily proud of it. I wish I'd never even smoked weed. I wish I'd never done acid. I wish I'd never done, uh, uh I'm not going to go through the laundry list, the quaaludes, etc. I, I, I wish I'd done none of it. I am completely drug free. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke weed. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a barrel of laughs. And um, <laughs> I just don't do any of that stuff and and uh, don't see any reason to But Jesus Christ, people who love their weed. I mean, uh, Seth Rogan's built a whole empire out of it.
4: And, and, and he uh, works. He gets hired by other people. Yeah, he writes fine. his own. He produces. He's prolific.
1: He's in a, an anomaly because I have friends. And without saying any name, you might know some of them. In fact, I know you know some of them. But they they fucking they they just are so unmotivated i mean really um, you know they don't have fun jobs like Seth Rogen they've got like you know <laughs> shit jobs and jelly roll says weed helps his mental health and anxiety and and you yeah, know it see, might be that's the case. what
4: people are saying that they have these issues that pot helps them resolve
1: i have friends who now don't do pot anymore because they've discovered that they can go somewhere and get treated with lsd and now they don't need pot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know they're trying
4: anyway. to make shrooms a, a psychological or psychiatric medication. All the stuff we used to play around with. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're finding good shrooms. reasons to
1: use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can't convince people who do that stuff that it isn't helping their mental attitude. And it probably <laughs> is And I mean, it's like, you know what? Fine. Uh, hey, here's a guy in Canada. Hey, Bright, if it's bad here, where my, where my house is and I can smell this, the horrible smoke, and in New York City you can't even walk outside, what's it like in Canada?
9: Howard, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're, like, the fires are allegedly in Bonne Echo, which for me, like, uh, perspective wise, like, we're straight across the water from Rochester, New York, like, upper state. So. Yeah. Even where Bon Echo is, is north of us, which is, I'm going to say, two hours. And the last couple of days, it's been hazing across. But today, especially, like it is really bad, like smoke. On the horizon, you can see it coming. all around. It smells like you went out to a campfire. Like it is, it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I it's mean,
1: bad it, by it, my house, and I'm all the way out on the eastern end of Long Island. And I and I'm, I mean, it smells like it's rough. I thought it was my neighbor having a like a like a bonfire or something. I'm walking around, <laughs> knocking on doors, looking for where the fire's at. First, I thought my house was on fire. I didn't know what was going on.
4: Well, how did they have? They had a Yankees game last night and had all those people sitting there and the athletes, they're running around huffing and puffing. They're
1: getting more of this smoke. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll it, try it, to bad. try to get your country under control, dude. Okay.
9: We're gonna try. We're gonna try. I mean, we got enough problems here too, but we're gonna try and keep it under control. You know, it's uh, we'll we'll figure something out.
1: <laughs> I don't even Can't know you put how. Some plastic up
4: or something to
1: keep the smoke on your <laughs> side. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe make Trump president. You could build a wall of plastic <laughs> to
9: keep the uh, air clean. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty resilient. I mean, like uh, you know, my, like myself, we're dairy farmers, so we have cows. Uh, long-time fan, by the way. But uh, so you know, every morning you get up, and it's you know, usually the sun's coming up when we get up to milk our cows and stuff. And it's just like a—it's hard to explain. It's like a haze, and it's a weird color outside, and it—it looks like you use one of those Instagram filters, you know, when you take a picture and swipe across something it's like it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's weird, and everything.
1: That's pretty Everything cool. Like, and, I always forget, yeah. like, like when I buy milk, like, Pete, there's somebody actually going out there and yeah, interacting. Yeah, somebody with, who had to inter- touch a cow. Interacting <laughs> yeah. with a cow. I mean, uh, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's kind of that's crazy. Us. That's us. That's us. <laughs> yeah, like, it, wow, it, that's a it, job. It that's cool.
9: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, as I'm talking to you, I'm mixing my uh, feed for them so they can eat and all that stuff. So I'm riding around in the tractor. It's a nice, you know, quiet spot. I figured I could get this done, you know, and not screw up the show and the flow of
1: the show so here i am well dude i'll tell you what uh you know you think about like we're here getting six cigarettes uh, uh you know if we go out and breathe the air for 24 hours being out there milking the cows and everything and being so close to the fire you must be getting like a hundred cigarettes worth of
9: yeah and you know. just yeah, we're think actually, of the cows
1: yeah, and now you poor got house. smoky milk. <laughs> yeah,
9: no, that, no, that's the thing. I like, guess it, it's it's rough. I mean, I feel bad. Like, at least in the barn, we have ventilation and fans, and everything's going, so you don't catch it too. You catch a smell, but not so much the smoke. But my poor babies outside, and their little in their little huts, are you know, they're they're not feeling it. But I mean, I can't do much else for them.
1: Does so, the yeah, uh, I
9: try my best?
1: The does the milk smell like smoke? Because yeah, you know. <laughs>
9: No, every it's actually it's all right cuz everything's concealed like with uh with milking and all that cuz everything all the milk stored in a big cooler bulk tank that's sealed and and milking itself is all sealed in lines and all that stuff. So that part's good, but I mean it's just the working around outside part that kind of sucks. I, mean, must I mean, feel, you don't got it got a bad but you it know, Must it's, feel
1: it's really good too like you know, for the cow too, like when you squeeze those big titties and they, and the milk shoots out, it's probably like taking a piss. It's probably like, wow, that feels good, you know, to get that milk out. You relief, know what I mean? For relief. Yeah, like relief. Like, oh shit. Oh, that's big udders. Uh, yeah. Oh yes. When you, are you titties. a married man? Do you have a wife? No, I'm actually uh believe it or
9: not, I'm actually I'm a gay farmer.
1: Uh <laughs> oh, you're gay, a gay yeah. farmer. Yeah. Do you ever yeah, okay, oh, let me ask you farmer. something. When you're with a dude yeah. Do yeah. you ever like um like you're squeezing a guy's cock and you accidentally ow, kind of say like, you know, you're handling it like it's one of those big udders? <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it, it, it depends. I mean I usually find my uh I find my own way pretty pretty good. Uh I can't complain, but uh you know, there is a resemblance sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Right. <laughs> I, you sound pretty happy for a guy whose country's on fire. I got to say, he's, Brian, you he's got a good gay, yeah. 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 Exactly. You're right. very gay. You're not only gay sexually, but you're gay in your attitude. You know what I mean? You're kind of a yeah. happy. I'm, I'm, you're, you're you're an old fashioned kind of gay, where gay men happy.
9: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want the thing, well, I mean, there's no sense being a down piece shit about everything.
1: Very good, Bright. Thank you. Yeah, Bright's gay in every way. Like, he's not only (laughs) gay sexually, but he's gay and happy. Even the name Bright. Yeah. What a a breath of fresh air that Bright is. Gay, gay, and gay. (laughs) Yeah. You you forget, like, when you buy some milk, it's, or you have yogurt or something. It's like, somebody actually milked a cow to get us there. You'd think there'd be a more modern approach, like,
4: Well, they do have milking machines now. If he's got a big herd of cows, because he said everything's controlled in tubes. So I'm assuming he uses a milking machine. So Hmm. the cow is hooked up. The udders are actually in this metal thing. And then it all goes through a tube into a big vat.
1: (laughs) I get allergic smelling hay. (laughs) Green. Is the place to be. Farm living is the life for
6: me. I am
1: one. But give me the countryside. What about this? Gay farming is the thing for me. Milking them cows and jacking dudes off. Gay farming is the thing I like. Give me a butthole and I'll go to town on you.
4: All right. cows and the the, where <laughs> do the gay farmers hang out you know how do uh, you find each other
1: i'd watch a reality show on gay farmers i like it <laughs> i'm very pro-gay i i'm so happy that guy is happy that's it that's yes. the way i feel I want everyone to be happy
4: and the cows don't care
1: cows don't give a shit cows will love cows will love you no matter what Hey, and so uh,
4: sidestep and saying, you know, I want a straight milker.
1: <laughs> I like gay people. I'm on record saying that. I got nothing against gay LGBTQ. You go. Just everybody, you know, you get such a short time on this planet. Just be happy. Leave people alone. You want to be gay, be gay. And if you're not, did gay, you see
4: the big fight, because, you know, yesterday you were playing those town hall meeting kind of things yeah. and somewhere in, I think, Virginia. They had one of those town hall meetings about whether there <laughs> should be a pride parade and right. it turned into a brawl in the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God forbid, like the pride parade is a really good idea. I'll tell you what. You know, and anyone who knows anyone gay or has gay members of their family, I've said this before, it's nothing profound, you know. Pride really is about, hey, listen, man, we get the shit beat out of us all the time. We just want to have a parade and the people know we're proud of who we are. And and quite frankly, good. That's good. You want people feeling good about themselves, not shitty. Eh, whatever. But anyway, that's my feeling. I don't get I don't get all this religious hocus pocus about how. They're bad. And if people. it
4: is uh, an abomination, let God take care of it. You yeah, God will handle alone. everything. He didn't tell you to do that.
1: Yeah, my God, my dad is with God right now, and he says, uh, you, God works it all out when you get up there. Don't worry about it. So, hey, anyway, the other thing I'm, I, I wanted to mention is I, I'm watching. Uh, I mean, I want to mention a lot of things. Dave Matthews is coming in at nine o'clock. So, for those of you who are Dave Matthews fans, it'll be fun to talk to Dave. He's bringing the guitar. He's gonna play. Got a new album out. Uh, he's also going to do a cover of a Willie Nelson tune, which I'm excited about. I say, anyway, Dave Matthews will be here. But until Dave gets here, there was a couple of things. I'm watching this. Uh, yeah, so the wildfires are a big deal here in New York because we're smelling the the fire. That's it.
4: Yeah, we don't even um, know where the fire is, but we got the smoke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here's another. Here, let's put a cap on that. Hey, John, John in New York. You. Uh, what do you want to say about the wildfires? Hey Howard, I'm I'm married, so I'm not quite as happy as the last caller for the record. (laughs) That guy was happy. He was he was gay to the third power.
9: (laughs) So yeah, maybe I should be gay. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm about uh, twenty miles south of Lake Ontario in upstate New York, and and it looks like that scene from uh, Total Recall. The sky is completely yellow, and it's just ashy. You you really, literally, can't breathe. It's it's terrible. Really bad. It's everything is bright yellow.
1: I'll tell you what. I'm kind of naive. How did this, uh, do they have any clue how this wildfire starts? Is it like the old Smokey the Bear commercials where Smokey the Bear would come out and go, yeah, you know, make sure you put out your campfire or or do they just happen spontaneously because it's hot and dry? Like what happens? I, I feel like it's probably douchebags who don't know how to camp properly and uh, probably throw their cigarettes down on the ground. You know what I mean? I probably is. It's always a douchebag.
4: Yeah, maybe some hunter out there or something who yeah. just flicks it into the bush.
1: Some dude in Canada was looking for moose, because that's <laughs> a real here challenge, killing had a, one of those. Uh, yeah. We
9: had a fire ban, we had a fire ban uh, weeks ago. We just haven't had any rain here at all. So it's probably probably the same. They're only a couple of hundred miles north of where we are, where the fires are. So, you know, just no rain, lightning maybe, lightning strikes mm-hmm. cause a lot of fires.
1: Yeah, I'm against lightning. If I'm president, I would. Uh, I told you I would blow up the moon. I think that would stop lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm looking into the science of that. Uh, yeah. All right, John. Later. Thanks. Says, uh, he says upstate New York looks crazy, like a scene out of like uh it's
4: yellow and yeah. gray with all this smoke in the air.
1: Uh, there's a woman on the phone. Her voice has been affected horribly by the wildfires. Let me talk to her. Yes. Hello, ma'am.
7: walking home from kickboxing last night and I looked up and the sun was orange. Pure orange. Now, is that...
1: Isn't it usually orange?
7: No, it's usually yellow. It was very orange. I said, but maybe the smoke affected it. That's what I wanted to ask you. No?
1: What do you think is worse like as a new yorker would you rather have the usual smell of urine in the streets or would you rather just have the smoky smell i i prefer the little smoke the the smoke (laughs) smoke. what do you want i hate that
7: urine Howard, it's so bad in new york and Brooklyn. it's dirty it's smelly and now when it gets warmer it gets worse but i haven't spoken to you since break howard and i really love you and miss you and i wanted to ask you i want to tell you two things you got to watch vanderpump rules howard you and Beth have to get into that rob
1: i'm not a big vanderpump rules guy i'm, uh, I'm just I don't into, watch
7: any of the housewives things
1: i'm oh, housewives that of hollywood so
7: okay so then, and then yeah. one more thing did you hear howard howard 101 is having a summer school contest and the audience can apply on howardstern.com or go to serious because uh, right.
1: thank you marianne i just I, I, I got a big agenda i don't know what she's talking about I love her but her voice is, her voice has been terribly affected by these
4: I I hope that's not permanent.
1: Here's a fact. Roughly half of Canada's wildfires are caused by humans. Yes. The rest are due to lightning. Fuel availability, ignition, and wind are the recipe for a wildfire. So 50% of their fires are caused by douchebags. Because of we got to get Smokey
4: the Bear back on the job. You know, I haven't seen him in a long time. Douche.
1: I know, they got rid of him. He was good. Come out, a bear wearing a ranger hat. <laughs> <laughs> very very In uniform. A bear in uniform.
4: Yeah, with pants on and suspenders.
1: I forget his voice, but it was kind of like, hey, Hi, I'm Smokey the Bear. You know, it was like, uh, yeah, like a yeah. deep boy. Yeah, yeah. How
6: you doing? I'm Smokey the Bear. Just fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was watching a thing, too, where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they have on uh, Netflix, they're going to they're have a three-part documentary on his life. And I read about this on the Daily Mail. And you know I'm a big fan of the Daily Mail because I like to yeah. read the comments underneath unless they're about me. Because the people on there are so nasty. I told you yesterday, I was doing a rap about how like they'll have pictures every day of nearly naked Emily Ratajkowski in different bathing suits and... uh or they'll have, like, naked pictures of Kendall Jenner, I was talking about. And, you know, not naked, but just about naked. You know, as naked as they can be without being completely in porn. There's a line, you know, that you can show under titty. You can even show nip through the material
4: side titty yeah, side titty. yeah. <laughs> you
1: know there's like there's only so many ways like you can get a thong up your ass so it looks like you're not wearing anything and you turn around emily radikowski's got such a great ass that she'll stick like a a thong on and she evidently oh. has a bathing suit line i i don't know what this bathing suit line is but there's three people in the world who have a body like that so i guess they buy those bathing suits but she's as naked as a human being can be without you know without being full on porn and uh and then sometimes she'll go walking in the street and, you know, and then calls the paparazzi and they take pictures of her. And she'll be in a crop top or, uh, you know, or like a mini skirt. She, you know, she knows how to do it. And it's great. And I don't want anything ruining that. I like looking at her. But I told you, the people underneath, uh, they, they write comments. They say, your comments are welcome. And they're like, look at her. She's a fucking attention whore. She looks like she, she looks like a boy. I'm like, what boy are you? If there's boys like that, then I'm gay. Well, you know, the lines are being blurred if she looks like a boy. You're not kidding. <laughs> well, what, where do you live that she looks like a boy? There's no boy. That's all woman. Trust me. With the titties and the ass and the flat stomach not on. What the hell is going on? And then these people underneath just right thick, like Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner looks like a, a a a dog. You know, like I'm like, "What?" I mean, I don't know her, but she don't look like any dog I've ever seen. Put that girl in a bathing suit. I'll look at her every day. And don't ruin it by shaming her into thinking that she's doing something bad by being in a bathing suit. Shame. Yeah. People like to shame them with their, into their wearing clothes. And I'm like, shame. oh, gee, that'll be fun. Shame. And then they're like, she's a four at the ba- A four. Where do you live in Modelville? <laughs> four. Where is she a four? I don't see girls walking around looking like that. Fuck anyway. you! So I'm reading this article about how Arnold Schwarzenegger has a uh, a special coming out on Netflix where he sat down for a very deep interview. It's a look at his life. And uh, Arnold uh, talks extensively, evidently, in this Netflix special about the fact that his father was a member of the Nazi party. He was a Nazi Finally, soldier.
4: Finally, he's saying it, Yeah. Huh?
1: He, he, was, he was a decorated Nazi, Oof. and he was talking about how horrible his father was. Like, after the war, his father was with, was rewarded with a job with the police, and his father was horribly abusive. He'd come home and yell, scream, beat them with belts, and this and that, and the other thing. And I was, like, reading this, and I thought, that's really wonderful that at this point in Arnold's life, he's being reflective. And he's talking about the horrors of World War II, which I think are important for people to hear, especially from a big movie star like him. A guy who lived through it, who saw his father and how awful he was. And I'm like, you know, "Eh, that's good. I'm glad he's talking about this. Well, then I start reading the comments underneath.
6: Uh huh.
1: I realize I'm living in the alternate bizarro world. (laughs) They're like, Arnold, what kind of man are you to disgrace your father? He's dead. Let him rest in peace. And then they go, gee, Arnold. Way to go. Your father gave birth. You know, your father, because of you, you're here on the planet. And now you're badmouthing your dad. Gee. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what a bunch of fucking wackos we have in the world. Like, like, how do you read about a guy talking about his Nazi father? Did nothing worse on the planet than Nazis and what they did to human beings. And he's sitting there opening up and he goes, way to blame all your problems on your Nazi father. You know, you, you know. It's like your father killed Jews. Show some respect to him, please. So it's Why such I a talk bizarre. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, let's sweep this under the rug for another seventy-five years. Anyway, uh, it's just such a wacky world we live in. Yeah,
10: John, John Hine, Everybody, look at John. Hey, Howard, I I watched the Arnold documentary. And yeah, hit him with the high They split it into three parts, and the first part is his childhood and becoming the bodybuilder. And you see where he grew up in Austria and he talks about his dad and he talks about his mom and how, you know, Austria was involved in the war. And he really does get very reflective and candid in the beginning And you see how, you know, he had to go down, he went down to this lake or other, and that's where he discovered bodybuilding, and he got nothing from his dad, nothing. And his dad was, you know, decorated officer, as you just said, and the mother was sort of dealing with the father on the one hand, but knowing she had these two sons on the other. And as you see him turn into, you know, the physical marvel that he becomes, he channels a lot of that energy into the bodybuilding, because he has no other way to express how he's feeling at that point in his confusion. But you see what he turns into physically. Like Arnold is just, it is ridiculous. I think people forget how massive he was when he was Mr. Olympia and he went all those Mr. Universes and, and, you know, and Franco is buddy. It's a really, really good documentary. I think because, it does the bodybuilding thing. He comes to America. Then you see him transform into an actor. And it's like, there's no way this guy is ever going to be an actor. And, you know, he can't Yeah, you forget. He's he's a joke. And then he turns to the, you know, a huge action star. And then the third part is he's going to go into politics. And all of a sudden he's the governor of California. But my point is when he's in Austria as a young kid, he talks about going to America and all these dreams. And he just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And nothing's going to stop me. And he does it, and to watch that yeah. journey is is really impressive. I'm just I'm just blown away by how people twist something like the guys opening up
1: about this horrible childhood, and they goes, "Honor your father." I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a dad you don't have to honor. I mean, I kind of admire Arnold. And it's, you know, just kind of putting it in the proper perspective. Oh God! But again, you
4: know, people are uh, in—you know—they're just in love with these little, you know, stupid things that you read. Honor thy mother and father, so that days may be long. Like uh, that's it. No matter what Uh, they did, they dropped you on the earth and then tortured you to death. No
1: big deal. The takeaway from them was like, "Hey, you should honor your father." (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm picturing, John? I'm watching. I'm picturing you watching the netflix documentary on arnold schwarzenegger and admiring his perfect body but you're sitting there on the couch eating
10: mcdonald's while you're uh while you're (laughs) watching it you know were you inspired uh, at all to get in shape that well the other part is they cut to arnold now and he's in his house with his stogie and you see like the donkey walking around and all that (laughs) stuff i related more (laughs) to that part of arnold's life than i did to the bodybuilding part of his life seems a lot more fun but, but uh, he says, yeah. you know, his dad, you know, his his dad used the belt, and like, you know, you get to know pretty quickly. You know, Arnold learned about discipline very early on, and I think he applied that in a much better way than his father did. Yeah, they
1: did a did. Uh, they did a study around World War II. They said that most Nazis enjoyed using the belt on their children. Uh, it turns <laughs> out it was it was a, it was a, it was a very extensive study. Uh, it's funny, you know, you look at the specimen that Arnold was, and now. Uh, Now his tits are as big as yours, John. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's kind of, it's kind of, it's crude. It's like, it's a cruel world out there. It really is. Uh Shitties.
4: Even then, in no, no. that foo bar thing, he runs around going, I'm, I'm 220 pounds, but it's all lean. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no,
10: it's not. You look like me. <laughs> Too bad. And Robin, yeah. you'll be happy to hear that he very strongly defends Last Action Hero as a good film. I, and thinks I that
4: the- read that he thinks it's his most underrated film. <laughs> and the moment he said that, I was like, yes, Arnold, you're absolutely right.
10: You and him, you're the two who feel that way.
1: Let Gilbert laugh at that last statement a little bit. Go ahead, Gilbert. <laughs> 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 Very good, Gilbert. Oh, Rest boy. in peace, pal. Rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, Yeah, Tom. Tom in New York, you're on the air. Go ahead.
11: Hey, what's up? How you doing, Eric? What up? you hear me? Yeah, good. I'm just calling to put it in perspective. I'm married 25 years last Wednesday. I'm leaving my house. My wife's Jewish. I'm Catholic. And my wife's like, oh, I got to stay inside all day. I can't go out because of the smog. My wife smokes a pack and a half of cigarettes
1: a day. <laughs> <laughs> she mean, doesn't need six things. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I, I, as she's smoking, you she goes, I can't go better. outside. There's pollution. All <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom, thanks for the call. Yeah. Wow, man. That's Those people. Feel-
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure Greta Thunberg, the uh, activist, is on fire, literally, about this, with the, fire, the wildfires and the pollution.
6: How dare you? <laughs> oh,
1: it's Greta Thunberg. How are you?
7: <laughs> Die, America. You all deserve this. <laughs>
1: Burn. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: okay, honey. Thanks. You're
6: burning, burning death. It laughter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Brought some sunshine to her today.
1: Yeah. yeah, I told you she was happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. What else was I going to tell you? Well, I should probably take a break and then we can. I got so much to get to. Got so oh, much you mail know, about that.
4: Yesterday, uh, you previewed yeah. a, a phony phone call and said you wanted to play it. Today. Oh, are you going
1: to do that? Oh, that's right. I should do that. I got a good Trump one. Uh, it's pretty funny. Maybe I should do that before the break. Yeah, I could do that. You guys want a phony phone call? Let me see a show of hands. Oh, quite a few. Hmm. All right, I can do this. This is a, uh, we call this Donald Trump scared straight. So the premise is Donald is uh, very, very nervous about going to prison. Or I guess I should say Donald isn't that nervous about going to prison, but there's this guy uh, we knew who uh, is a scared straight guy. He he was in prison, this guy. I mean, he's the real deal. And his job now, I guess, is scaring people straight. Like, hey, don't fuck up because you're going to go to prison. Okay. How we set this up, guys? Like, we told him that Donald was, we didn't tell him he was Donald Trump, but he was just like, this guy Donald's going to prison, and um, he's scared, but uh, he doesn't seem that scared. How was the setup achieved? Here's uh, Sal to explain.
10: So, uh, we set it up where he was uh, an obnoxious, uh, arrogant teenage boy, and his mom called this Gentlemen, this ex-con to, to scare donald straight
1: okay yeah the problem here is donald trump is not nervous about prison and the scared straight guy's job is to, <laughs> to scare him right <laughs> anyway so uh yeah so things got off to a rocky start hello i hear that
12: you want to scare me straight well too late because i'm already as straight as they come probably too straight and very manly prison doesn't scare me i love tough guys and orange jumpsuits it should be very fun
5: prison is not like what you see on tv i was in there for 12 years and i never ever slept past six o'clock in the morning because if you sleep past six o'clock in the morning the night before. You might have walked by a cell and saw a guy getting fucked in the ass or a guy shooting heroin in his arm. And he thinks you're going to rob his shit. So now what's going to happen is he's going to want to kill you. No
12: offense, tough guy, but I've been in some very high-level meetings and I know a lot about prison, probably more than you.
5: You know more about prison than me? What kind of time did you do? What the fuck did you know? Did you watch fucking Geraldo Rivera? I know a
12: lot. I know Geraldo lost Celebrity Apprentice very badly to Lisa Gibbons, and he still kisses my ass. I only have two questions about prison. How are the golf courses, and will I have to tip a guy to store my clubs in a safe place?
5: Whoever told you this fucking golf course you play is bullshit. You're going to fucking federal prison. They don't give a fuck how much money you got. People that are fucking killers, all fucking killers. One guy cut his fucking, a guy's head off with a fucking shank. Very rude. Wouldn't happen to me. That's the kind of prison you're going. So don't tell me what the fuck you know. This should go
12: without saying, but I'll be put in the whites only section, right?
5: Oh, you're going to get the whites only section. And then the whites are going to fuck you in the ass. And then when they're fucking finished with you, you're going to give you to the fucking blacks and the fucking Hispanics or whoever the fuck they want to give you. to.
1: So things were going very badly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the conversation moved on to prison rape. And, uh, I'll I'll let you listen. No way
12: prison rape is real. I don't believe it. Prison is full of manly killers straight out of central casting, not a bunch of Anderson Coopers, if you know what I mean.
5: Listen, rape is not about sex. Rape is about power and fucking control. I saw a kid and I heard the fucking screams. They took a fucking razor blade, these two guys, and they cut his ass from the top of his ass until his fucking scrotum. And that is fucking fact.
12: (laughs) All I have to say is my asshole has lots of emeroids, size of baseballs. That'll
5: deter them. Deter them? That's going to entice them. They will love to fucking hear about you talking about your little fucking asshole to your cellmate. Who your tell me tells the whole fucking to you, yeah, this kid's got fucking hemorrhoids when they pop in their fucking head when I fuck them in the ass.
12: They do pop like popcorn, so true. How about cell phones? I need to keep truthing on truth social. My fans love to retruth my truths. By the way it's true. I assume I can easily smuggle a phone in my
5: ass. Yeah, absolutely. Very fucking easy. I had to hire a knife up my ass. It's called suitcasing. And all you got to do is sit down and relax and fucking slam that fucking damn thing right in your ass, nice with fucking lotion. You're
12: done. Suit casing. I'm writing this down. Slam in ass lotion. (laughs) That should have been the first thing you said. What if I was doing it right now?
5: You just better hope it ain't no fucking iPhone 14.
1: Man, scaring me. I'm gonna behave myself. I
4: don't want to go to prison.
1: So, thankfully, uh, this thing wrapped up with the ex-con finally able to to tell Trump something about prison that scared him.
12: To be honest, all I learned from you is that I'm going to prison very easily. You failed at scaring me. You failed like a dog. And soon I'll be in prison grabbing pussies, having the time of my life. I bet even you grabbed a lot of pussy while you were in the slammer. Come on.
5: I grabbed none. You're not going to be doing that shit. You better fucking learn how to jack off and fucking switch hands. That's the only thing you're going to be able to do.
12: What? No pussy grabbing? Holy shit, I might have to hire a real lawyer. The kind you pay, this is not good. Why didn't you tell me prison is a horrible anti-pussy zone?
5: No, it's a fucking cakewalk. What the fuck you think is summer camp?
12: Calm down, I have a plan. Let's switch places and do a freaky Friday. Let's put you in makeup to look just like me and you can go to prison in my place. It's fantastic, believe me. You'll be in prison, which you love.
5: Love prison?
12: That's why you're an expert. And I'll be free. It's a win-win.
5: If you think you can fucking fool the system in today's world with all the fucking technology they have, then you're even more of a moron than I thought. You ask for fucking advice, you fucking moron. You take it or you get fucked in the ass and you don't. This idea is genius and I can already do an impression of you
12: by the way. Hey, you fucking motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck your fucking ass. I got a knife in my butt. Put it in my ass. I have lotion. Uh. It's in my ass. I have four cell phones in my
6: bottom.
5: Are you fucking done? Because I'll come through this phone. I'll grab you by the fucking throat and i'll fuck your face until you're fucking bleeding you fucking stupid little fucking punk you're, you're fucking punk, idiot. Believe me. you deserve to go to fucking prison and when you do <laughs> i'm gonna call the motherfuckers in there because i still know those motherfuckers and they're gonna fucking make you a bitch
12: very rude you're being very nasty you're gonna and be very glowing rude
5: motherfuckers right no, you're no. gonna be cleaning my cell with your fucking tongue you little fucking asshole wow There
1: you go. Well, scared straight. He
4: he pissed the scared (laughs) straight guy off to to the point that he hung up.
1: Yeah. Well, some people you can't scare. It's impossible. Amazing. Uh, There you go. There you go. I got to read you the fan mail when we uh, get back. Let me take a little commercial break. Because Donald Trump yesterday got a lot of love. Jack Nicholson got a lot of love yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, did people love the picture of Tan Mom? <laughs> people love the picture of Tan uh, Mom. I got some more Tan Mom uh, <laughs> follow-up tape. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. So I need to do that before uh, Dave Matthews gets here. You know, I have I have in my mind, I have a whole agenda for today's show. I know Dave Matthews is coming in, but I, I have a plan. And then the, all of a sudden, the plan goes out the window when uh, I'm talking to the guys. And, you know, it's Pride Month lgbtq and then gary says to me you know we're here in the office and chris wilding was talking about (laughs) pride month and then they were talking to jd and jd wants to kiss chris wilding on the mouth for um pride month and i was like well there goes my agenda you know i have a a lot of stuff i need to talk to the audience about and jd what's going on you're going to kiss chris for uh, Pride month (laughs) I would wa- this come up? What want happened to? I don't, I don't necessarily right. want to. But right.
3: Chris no, it, it was me- really
11: weird. It was really weird because I put up a note like as a joke, saying I'll go in the studio and make out with JD for Pride Month, and no one picked up on it. No one said anything. <laughs> and then I'm out in the hall, <laughs> and JD makes a point of coming up to me and going, "Ah, oh, I, I I wouldn't have made out with you, but I, I I would have kissed you, you know, on the lips uh, for, for for
9: Pride.
0: I give him peck, which I'm like wow. amazed
11: by yeah me too like I, I mean i know well, why the reason, I'm proud. i don't i don't know what his deal is the well, no, reason showing uh what is it um being solidarity. an ally being an ally solidarity wow. yeah that
1: sort of thing uh, wow uh, you really you jd you are a real friend to the gay community you truly well, are so, you, uh,
0: know, you gotta be bring out positive things for people you know it's not uh, the you easy. Know, wow. will there be tongue are you gonna no slip him the tongue? no no not if he doesn't want no, he said he said making out. I'm like, no, I give him a peck. I'm I not want to caress the, your head a little bit. You're not gonna bit. caress my head. No, this is gonna no. You could caress his head. That's yeah, okay. I mean it's no, be no, this gonna be a whole that's like, not
1: gay. That's, that's not like, gay to caress no. the head. What you think that?
4: you're yeah. gonna get away with a peck, JD? He's <laughs> <laughs> <If anybody's> gonna <laughs> think that you're you're proud. <laughs> oh, listen
1: you wanna be proud, you've gotta let <laughs> no, him play no, with your tits no, too. Can I rub you
11: a little bit? No, I can't prideful. Can
4: there be a little foreplay? To the kids, something. Where's your speedo?
0: Oh, I can't. You know what? I regret saying anything. You know what? I shouldn't
4: <laughs>
1: have said anything. Chris, even... do you think? Died. Do you think JD has a big I, cock? I, I, yes, and you I, do. I often
11: <laughs> commented a big nerd cock, and when I saw him in the speedo in big Miami, how you make sure uh, to say uh, that? Well, I have one too. A lot was confirmed <laughs> by the outlines in the uh, oh. panty area, if I may. Of his speed up? Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. average, it's average. JD, what
1: That's happens if that. you kiss Chris and you start to chub up a little bit and you realize you have more than just, a uh, a uh, adjacent gay pride, but you in fact are gay? I'm not, oh, I'm not gonna chub up, but you know, listen. Oh, please. I, you, never know. <laughs> How <do> you know. <laughs> I'm a really good kisser, dude. You'll
4: be like Perry. So I. I kissed the boy, and I liked it.
1: <laughs> what if I? JD, get you're barn? very. I'm going to say something about JD. He's very progressive. I mean, I I do like that about him. And uh, I'm you amazed. Know, I- I'm supportive of Pride Month, but I'm not kissing Chris, and you have gone a step further than I would go. He brought it up. Uh, yeah, I, he brought it up. It's his jealous. fault. It's his No fault.
11: one responded to it. You made a point of coming up to me and saying,
0: I just, hey, you know, I'm a, if we're
1: together. Uh, sorry, I'm
11: trying to make a conversation with you.
0: Jesus God, Christ. Hey, listen, I'm all <laughs> for, for it. If,
1: Chris, what if JD kisses you and then he moves to Canada and becomes a gay farmer?
11: Well, then he'll, he'll have some trouble breathing from my uh, yeah. understanding right now. All
1: right. All right. Well, let in honor of Pride Month, here's J.D. <laughs> showing solidarity with Chris Wilding. Chris is going to give J.D. a gay kiss. Do you want to lead or I'll lead?
0: Uh, I don't know. We could, like, lead together. I
11: don't okay. Know. Who's the top and who's the bottom? There's
0: no top. There's no bottom. Yes, there. there is. It's gay. No. So, so, no. It's, it's equal parties. All right.
1: Uh, so explain to JD yeah. what you mean. In other words, you, like, you'll take the traditional male role and treat him like a woman and kiss him. I is that mean, what you That's you're
11: the sort of unofficial way the top and bottom relationship works. The top is more in usually masculine. They kind of dominate the sexual relationship. And in this case, the kiss.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not feeling like being submissive or So, <laughs> you're going to be the, the,
11: the top.
1: You want to be the male, uh, you yeah. want to be the man. I mean, I. <laughs> you are bigger than me. Traditionally, you'd you be, be, you be the top. Would you rather be the woman? Just no, let me I, know.
0: No, I don't know. I, man, I just want to get it over. I just you do want do the, me to get fam? Do the pack and get I it can over get fam. All right.
1: On, what do you mean? i a,
0: peck, it's like I'll be a kiss. Like, I'll moan and oh, stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Oh.
1: See how it goes. Well, hey, Ralph, Ralph wants to chime in. Oh, what is it, Ralph? Jealous. <laughs> hey, quick quickly. Pet schmeck. There's gotta be fucking tongue. No, 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 I'm not doing JK. tongue. No,
5: I'm
0: not doing no no. tongue. Ralph, I'm not doing tongue. Shut up. There's yeah, no celebration
1: if there's no tongue. It- all right, all right, everyone, well, calm down. True. Tongue and, might uh, happen. You don't tongue's
0: know. Not going to happen. Let, my lips, a kiss. happens. my lips are staying pursed it and happen. closed. Now, oh, don't it. be uptight. Well, Let's I, I don't make to make it tell it you. Like I'm not looking JD. to kiss you,
4: <laughs> JD. You're, you're a are. lover of, no, of cinema.
0: What? What? That again. Sorry. I
4: said you're a lover of cinema. Make it, make it a Hollywood kiss. Yeah.
1: All right. Listen, I got a lot to get to. Yeah, Let's on, have some Matthews. Pride Month. What did you? How's your breath, JD? Seriously.
0: Oh, I don't know. It might be terrible right now. I just That's used a... a Listerine strip. Uh, I didn't have that. I drink water. That's it. I don't know. What did Was you, you, you eat for breakfast? Yeah, I my
1: teeth, but you know. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? I haven't eaten breakfast. That's uh, okay. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. You might have some stomach acid
11: in there, but <laughs> <laughs> you're. you're Already dieting the like kebottam. I love it. That's why you know. That's
0: why my lips are staying closed.
1: All right, uh, All right, Chris, you're a little more experienced at this. I'm going to leave Once you lead, and uh, let's I have your permission way. to kiss you. <laughs> no, I don't need this.
10: It's It's
0: not going to be that long. All right. All right, here we go. Okay. You ready?
11: I'm here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, We kissed <laughs> he, he fucking had
5: it open wow, did He have anything open it was, That's damn. a kiss What happened, J.D.?
0: His, oh, all,
11: my lips are all tingly from <laughs> the uh
0: He had it open his mouth. His lips are definitely more open than mine <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like God it, bless J.D.? You? I the it. It was weird, you know. It was whatever. It was fine. I'm was a good kisser. You can be honest. No, it was fi- it was fine in that sense. It's just weird. It's that it's you.
11: <laughs> Any arousal uh, whatsoever, Danny? No, no,
0: there's no. <laughs> get out of here. You know what it is? No he
11: pushed me away because it got real. It got real right. for us. No, second.
0: Yeah, he no. jumped. He jumped back. Yeah. I got real because I felt his lips starting to open up like a little. <laughs>
1: while. Yeah, that's how I kiss. I mean, that's he's, just my kissing style. He's, uh, Hold on a second, boys. Everybody, it's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yes, Mr. DeSantis.
13: This is absolutely unacceptable. This is what happens, Howard. (laughs) You know, next you'll be forcing J.D. to take hormone blockers. They're indoctrinating (laughs) our children. What is going on right now?
1: Well, I am simply trying to honor Pride Month yes. and say welcome to the LGBTQ and all of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's well, a You lot know, of in fun.
13: Florida, we're starting a normal Pride Month where we will be prideful of just. Being normal human beings, JD, right. you're no longer allowed in the state of Florida. By the way, we're deporting you to California, like the migrants. We will be dropping you over Rodeo Drive. You're on a path <laughs> to hell
1: right now. Uh, now, Chris has now made out with both JD and Sal, so he's converting the entire staff.
11: Wow. I, I am
1: a groomer. Uh, he's making I his think, way
11: through. I'm the staff right. groomer. I mean, this is this is a
13: horrible situation you know you might as well become a teacher in new york at this point oh, based on what you're doing
1: yeah right
13: well, his governor, mouth is a
1: great plague
13: yes well, governor,
1: all right governor thank you for presenting the other side where you feel no pride over jd and chris <laughs> kissing all right i'm you. very proud of being regular right yes. okay gotcha <laughs> i'm very
0: irregular
1: wow uh yes well, Mike go I ahead. know
4: I think that's a great demonstration of JD didn't automatically turn gay he kissed uh
11: He Chris seems gay to me, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No it'll happen tonight Aww. like a vampire bite yeah. oh, I Lord. see it doesn't happen <laughs> a gestation yeah yeah it a little while Uh-huh
1: uh by the way just want to make a note dave matthew's guitar tuner is in the (laughs) studio tuning guitars and watching all of i
11: I didn't know if i could say anything but this poor man (laughs) he's in here he looks very professional very masculine he's trying to just do his job and like me and jd are all of a sudden out of nowhere making out in front of him so i apologize
1: to that gentleman don't no need to apologize. He sucked
4: into our world.
11: <laughs> he,
1: was, he was groomed. Uh, by the way, embarrassingly, JD came on uh, Dave Matthews' guitar tuner. It's a very, very upsetting. Um... Oh, look who it is Rosie O'Donnell. Hi, Rosie. Oh, boy.
8: Hi. Hey, Robin. Kiss me for pride. Show me those big titties. I want to motorboat them. Blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. <laughs> Thank you, Rosie. There you go.
6: Not one kiss deserves another.
11: It's just so funny to me Because I tell you I really put that line up As like a goof Like I thought JD Was going to go like Ah fuck you And then he found me And came up to me And initiated No you you can't You're walking through the hall And you said hey I want to kiss you No I didn't say I wanted to kiss you
0: I said I would give you a peck I wouldn't d- do a whole makeout thing.
1: That's it. He's amazing. He's a great dude. I gotta, I gotta tell you, JD. I'm uh, I'm really what uh, surprised. What is that music? We're gay now. We hear this. Uh-huh. You kissed a boy oh. and you <laughs>
11: like it. Mm. Cherry. Mm. My cherry chest Is <laughs> uh, right I, I could, You know what happened when I kissed him? My lips were all tingly because of his
1: beard and his facial hair. You I know. love that.
11: What? Very gay. <laughs>
1: I mean, JD no, has a new no, haircut no, no, no. and a new sexual identity. a new impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a JD,
0: throw it out.
1: He's bi. Would you call yourself a uh, bi or, or, uh, what would you no, call yourself no. now?
0: I'm just uh, an ally. An you're, al- right now, you're an fluid.
1: ally. You're more than an ally. You're a participant. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> by the way, Chris, your face is flush with, with, like, blood. I mean, are you, uh, yeah, you see my penis. Uh, are, you so, are you, are you, are you kind of turned on by JD? Uh,
11: I don't know if I'm turned on by J D, but I mean there's like listen, there's nothing of an attraction that I put it up as like a joke. Which right. is like what like, you know, straight guys do. Like they'll put up like, Oh, yeah, wouldn't like, it be wouldn't it be funny if we kiss? But yeah. like I did that. So <laughs> yeah, I must right. be on some level. Yeah, like I'm not the only one
0: here. He picked me for some reason. I don't know what it was, but whatever. Would yeah. you
11: uh would you fuck J D? <laughs> um I'd have to see his penis. Right. If he had a good penis, maybe. Hold on. I'd on a <laughs>
1: Hey, Joe Pesci. What's up, Joe? Uh, uh. Hey,
13: how we doing? I wanna come in there and have J D jerk me off right now. I bet he has real nice hands typing in that fucking computer all day. Come on, play my cop <laughs> like a <laughs> Nintendo sixty four joystick. I wanna see that fucking come on, I wanna see those hands, J D. How big is that you? fucking schlong? <laughs>
1: Uh, Joe, you got to be so much shocked, huh? JD uh showing pride in a real way. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, make- I
13: didn't know JD swung that way. By the way, but I'm down for that. I, you know, I'm prideful. This, my I fucking love, that shit. I was so fucking turned on. I want to shoot a load all over his fucking nerd belly. That fucking gorgeous nerdy fuck. I want to kiss him like an award winning hog at the fucking fair. Come on, all bang, right,
0: bang. Okay, all right, Joe.
1: That's, oh, that's an ally. Jesus Christ. Right, right, tell Come on, I'm a fucking ally. An, he's an ally. He's an ally. He's an ally. Just an ally. <laughs> easy just an owl uh, man wow did, you, did i did i hear that you took breakdancing lessons as a kid jd <laughs> is that true
0: <laughs> uh yeah i did a couple of breakdancing lessons whenever you know it was the Give eight me early, a demo let me like, see that oh
1: i know i can't I
0: do it no i you got any moves no, I, in fact, the only like memory I have is like trying to do like Bust. the whole like you
1: know that that you know. Go ahead, right here, now, do that some it. music. Give me, give me some break I can't, I don't, uh, you know. oh,
0: Yeah, look at him move. Uh, oh, I he's can't. good.
11: He's doing like the robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the more a the robot now.
1: But uh, <laughs> take off your shirt for Chris. Uh, yeah, <laughs> off. No. Let's <laughs> take off our All shirts right, and enough. kiss all right all right you guys this is crazy it
11: is kind of is- nuts
1: <laughs> hey listen whatever when you did uh your break dancing lessons did you spin around on the floor on your back no uh we might have
0: tried that actually but uh hmm. no i literally i think i only did like two and i got tired of it or I just wasn't good enough that i quit um did fun. you hit
11: your head because that would explain a lot oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would Explain. All things. right. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think
0: during his breakdancing lesson he slammed I, his, with his, his head? He broke his head. You need to keep off with him. Yeah. My head, my head is broken. Uh, he was like a well spoken <laughs> young man, and then. <laughs> boom. I, I don't uh, know. Uh, I used to talk normal. I went breakdancing. I broke my uh, head or something. Uh,
3: Mm-hmm. I'm going want to kiss Chris Wilde. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, did, there is, I, did,
0: I did, there is a story, apparently I did fall down the stairs when I was a kid, so. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. High pitch, Eric, you're on the air. Real Uh-oh. quick, high pitch, go ahead. No,
0: high pitch, no. <laughs> no, no, not you, J.D. Howard. I am going to come in
7: for Pride Month and make out with Chris Wilde and with, it, with tongue
1: and kiss him. What's my wow.
11: you know what i'm not that proud there i have go, to chris. say <laughs> yeah, pride kinda, stops at that yeah i kind of <laughs> feel like ron desantis on this one uh
1: yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be <laughs> no, throwing it in people's wrong. faces it's just wrong yeah we should just <laughs> do eric, let me understand what's on the table in honor you're not gay eric but you would come in make out with chris wilding and perhaps even you guys can touch each other's penises Yes, I would okay. even jerk him off, too. Chris has, already and you will wow, jerk off. Chris
0: has already touched
1: Eric's. That was medical. Chris, what about for Pride Month? Eric comes in, he kisses you and jerks you off. Uh, and, I... and Eric, again, I want to make a point. He's not gay. Uh,
11: go ahead. Listen, I never claimed to be an ally. <laughs> I don't know that I'm. Uh, I'm looking for that experience. Eric was on a tear yesterday. He was emailing Gary and private messaging me that he wanted... To go to the Gay Pride Parade with me and Andy Cohen. And he must have sent us that message about 18 times yeah, collectively.
1: Uh, let's do it and let's tape it. I mean, It sounds pretty good with it. Um, Eric, by the way, yesterday you called in and you wanted to fuck Tan Mom. So I'll give you <laughs> Sophie's <laughs> choice. You got a choice. Fuck Tan Mom or Chris Wilding. Who do you take? Well, it's Pride Month, so Chris Wilding.
11: <laughs> well, Chris I'm, Wilding. All right. very, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Because Tan Mom is very beautiful. Hold
1: on a second. Oh, it's the CEO of SiriusXM, Jennifer oh, Witt. Hello, Mrs. Witt. <laughs>
7: wow. Listen up, Stern. Our phones are ringing off the hook. People love Gay JD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gay JD. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Listen uh,
7: here, we're gonna pimp this little fuckboy
13: all over the country. It's gonna be huge. Jennifer. I want j- yes yes go ahead Stern
1: you have the finger on the pulse of society you have taken Sirius XM to new heights uh, you're saying you have instant data that people now are subscribing in droves because of gay JD
7: Stern our stock is going through the roof you won't believe it I- J.D. sucking and fucking all of our male employees and that's an order. Jesus uh, I'm
11: going to uh, let the order.
7: whole gay community eat brunch off your naked body,
4: J.D. like one of those sushi geishas. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Geisha. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> well, all right. We'll get right on that, Miss Wit. <laughs> he can start all right. <laughs> oh, my God. What is he starting
11: with? The Indian, the Indian center. call center. The oh.
4: Indian call center.
11: He's going to go oh. there. You're oh. going to oh. fly to On
1: India. The Indian call center. Hey, you're going to fly <laughs> there. and uh, fuck them. All right. right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. An honor of pride, J.D. Way to go. Uh, there we go. Oh, J.D., happy pride. Thank you. Uh, a true yeah. ally of the game. More community. allies. Please. Thank you. More Thank allies. You. And, uh, thinking of that guitar tech over there checking all this out
4: i know he can't even hear is it it's not piped into the room so he doesn't even know <laughs> what they're saying and all of a sudden a kiss
1: no. happens yeah well no they walked in the room and started kissing and he was in there yeah but him, i'm so.
4: saying he can't hear what's happening no. between them
1: he didn't hear the preamble for all he knew two of our employees are having a clandestine affair <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to get to some of the uh, fan feedback that people are kind enough to send to us. Uh, people absolutely adored our investigation into Tan Mom yesterday and her new alleged boyfriend. Uh, fans especially loved the picture of Tan Mom blending into the leather couch she's sitting on. We received what I'll call an avalanche of replies to this uh, photo On social media, oh my fucking God, I'm dying. I showed my husband that picture of Tan Mom, and despite repeatedly pointing to her, he could not see her. (laughs) I had to pull out the magnifying glass. Yeah, you can go to howardstern.com and see Tan Mom sitting on a couch or not see her. It's really it's really quite remarkable. Holy shit, that Tan Mom picture. I had to zoom in to see her. That can't be healthy. Oh, you think? Uh <laughs> The only reason I was able to spot Tan Mom was her nails. That was the giveaway. I didn't see her until... A lot of
4: people saw the nails. Yeah, the French nails.
1: Yes, that's what gave it away to you too, Robin. Uh, I still can't believe it. She literally morphed into that couch. She is a couch chameleon. Yes. Um, Tam Mom looks like an overcooked hot dog off a grill. <laughs> I really thought I was looking at the wrong picture. Um, I do have a couple of uh, bonus clips of Tam Mom to play you here. This is kind of fun. During their, their during their time with Tam Mom, Chris Wilding and uh, Wolfie started asking Tam Mom about her beauty regimen because she is quite oh. beautiful. Uh, and then Tam Mom suddenly went into an anti-Joe Biden, pro-Trump rant. Huh. Uh, Yeah, out of nowhere. face
8: cream? What? What?
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah. We just wanted to know her beauty regimen, okay? What's your beauty regimen?
8: Beauty regimen. I I do a lot of healing cleansing now. Cleansing rocks and bath oils that detox you (laughs) from this world that we live in because we don't have a president at, at all.
11: So you're not a Joe Biden fan?
8: No, if he passed away the second, I'd say I have a double-blooded Mary. So there you go.
11: Were you a Trump fan?
8: Yes, I want Trump back into presidency. I think he can overpower this world again. I think (laughs) he can. There is no other option. What are we going to have, that that chick? What chick? I don't know her name. She's um, a colored lady um, that talks too much gotcha let's give it a break already let's back off and stop the nonsense and everybody just shut the fuck up
1: i think the uh, quote-unquote colored lady who talks too much is kamala harris the the vice president i
8: I guess i never hear kamala Uh, harris
4: talk i don't know where tan mom is hanging out but you know she used the term colored and i suppose she's black tan mom so she can use that term
1: well, Tan Mom isn't black. She's, she's colored. Uh, she literally is the only person on the planet who can still use that term. Uh, yeah. I think Tam Mom thinks colored is a polite term for black people, but uh, who am what I to year instruct year Was
4: she born? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, the conversation, uh, continued on the car ride from brunch. They took Tam Mom to brunch and, wolfie's mom happened to call wolfie during this oh and, you know, sh- oh you- wow wolfie's mom is a right-wing trump-loving conspiracy theorist we've had her on the air and wolfie put her on speakerphone with tan mom and there was a meeting of the minds there hey mom hey what's up so i'm driving in a car with a celebrity
8: right now cool who is that it's uh, patricia marie tan mom i'm from oh, really yeah are you still are you still real tan Oh, no, no, no. I mild out a little bit, Ma.
1: You and Tan Mom actually share a
8: common interest. What is that? Tan Mom loves Donald Trump. Oh, cool. Yes. Biden is. I, there's no words to describe how insane the guy is. I mean, he has no clue to what he's doing. No, no. There's. Uh, I mean, he's a puppet. Yet, I don't know who's running the show, but it's definitely not him. He, he doesn't even know where he's, you know, he's in circles.
1: Yeah, they don't like Biden. They love, uh, Trump and, and so they Well, I a love bit. Tan
8: Mom has no
4: real complaint about Biden. She's just, no. oh, he, he just doesn't even know what's going on. Somebody else is running the show, blah, blah, blah. You know, she can't say one thing about any policy or.
1: Well, listen, uh, it ain't meet you the know, press. You're talking she's
4: about- against
1: it's tan mom and wolfie's mom uh speaking their own shorthand uh the the conversation got even more intense robin as time went on patricia tell my mom the woman that you said is running the country instead of biden she's a, b-
8: a black woman um and she thinks she's running the country over yeah. with with biden she's she's a colored woman yeah kamala harris yeah what yeah, she she's uh, she's a fruitcake too. They're all they're you know, they're all fruitcakes, and we, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, why the four of us in the car right now would do better country to this world a service. Just speaking about this, I mean, we need to what we need to do is actually get people together and have these um, social light <laughs> meetings that the world can hear how we feel as Americans against mm-hmm. what's going on. And, yes, Trump should go back and there is nobody else anyways. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm for that. I, I would cover any meeting that tan mom and Wolfie's mom had about Trump. I, I would go to it and have a social meeting.
4: Oh, it would be the a collection of people that you could not believe. You'd find a brand new Wag Pack.
1: I love it. I I mean, I'm all for that meeting, that social meeting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, people also wrote in, so that was the Tanmon reaction. It was a lot of reaction to that whole Tanmon finding love thing. And then uh, I played some clips of some crazy public hearings. People like that a lot. Howard, those fake names are the oldest bit in the book, but I laugh every time I hear it. You know, like Dick Gazzinia and I Need a a Blowjob and (laughs) whatever names they slip in. Howard, I'm a retired cop, and years ago there was a guy that lived in my jurisdiction whose name was legitimately Harry Balls. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever we saw him driving in his car, we would call his plate in over the radio, forcing the dispatcher to say, the vehicle is registered to Harry Balls. (laughs) Uh, We gave uh, citizens with police scanners a good laugh. Eventually, the sheriff caught on and made us stop. So there you go, Harry Balls. Um, This guy wrote, gee, I completely forgot about uh, Victoria Jackson and how insanely difficult she is. Until you played that clip from the public meeting. Didn't you have her on the show once? So, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah fact, I uh, think
4: more than once, yeah.
1: I think I asked her about like why she's like so heavy anti-gay and... She started quoting the Bible, and then, and then she was like, well, don't you have a commercial break? Like, I don't want to talk about this, but I, I thought it was good right But aren't you <laughs> against gay marriage, and you say gay, gays are uh, wrong? Here's th- the th- thing. Th- 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 that the gays... You have
7: to take it up with God. God right. made the rules. Okay, he made a man that. and woman's bodies fit together. He made the Ten Commandments. I believe the Bible is God's word, and I base all my worldview on the Bible. But
1: you understand intellectually but that the I Bible was written friend. by a man. You I have understand gay that.
7: friends, and I, I have gay friends, and I don't make their identity their sexuality
1: what if one of your kids was gay and wanted to come to you and say mom i'm gay i i want to know how to uh, how to handle my lifestyle don't you have a commercial
7: oh yeah i would say i love you honey (laughs) and when did this start and why how do you feel why do you think that and oh well let's pray about it
1: (laughs) okay we'll pray about it that'll pray the gay away oh donald trump hi hi mr trump You know what, Howard? I just wanted to
12: say that wolfie's mom and tan mom they're great women and they're complete tens we love them tremendously they're big fans of mine and i'm big fans of them i want to work them like quite frankly like puppets i'll fist both of them at the same time and it'll be like sesame street with the puppets and they're talking to each other they tan mom kind of looks like ernie we love this how are you uh,
1: how are you uh, holding up i mean uh, you know I, I i know you want to talk about tan mom and wolfie's mom and I know you love your supporters, but how are you holding up? They're, they're saying they could indict you any day. You know what? It's
12: a it's an awful situation what they're trying to do. They want to send me to the jail. They want to lock me up in a little box like a child who catches a toad in the forest and puts it in a pail with little air holes. They don't want me to breathe. It's such a shame what they're doing to me. They're well, catching me didn't... like Tinkerbell, putting me in a jar.
1: They might actually lock you away, Mr. Trump. It's no joke. I mean, uh, you know they might lock you up they might you know know what you you used to go lock her up lock her up and now they might lock you up you
12: know what i don't see it because you know we saw the i was talking to the prison expert and you know what quite frankly he's not really an expert because you know what i like the criminals who don't get caught by the way they're not locking (laughs) me up anytime i don't see it
1: do you think america was better off when you were president
12: when I was President Howard, we had the number one economy, quite frankly ever. We tripled the world population. We had more people working than there were people. and I even I don't know if you know this, <laughs> Howard, but right. I invented the airplane. I also invented oh. calculus. They called me Earhart, like Amelia. They called me Earhart. I did so well. We built What, the, but what we about the planes. what
1: about the radical left? Have they ruined the country?
12: Oh, the radical, it's such a shit. In the school, you look at the schools, what they did. They used to teach our students mathematics. They used to teach them, and now they're teaching our students to be gay. None of them have any genders. They're dissolving our borders. They want to create Pangea. Pangea, like the dinosaurs. It'll be like a the continents. It's one island, like an island full of Mexicans, like Puerto Rico.
1: Uh, Well, you you have a thing with Puerto Rico. I love how you say it, by the way. You know what?
12: Puerto Rico. (laughs) We love Puerto Rico. They're good people, by the way. I've never seen so many Mexican people on Puerto Rico.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know we gotta go because we got Dave Matthews coming in, but I gotta ask you, uh, uh, how did you feel when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago? Mar-a-Lago your sanctuary. When the FBI just came storming in, how did you feel? You
12: know, it was such a shame, by the way. They broke into my home at the Mar-a-Lago. They broke in. <laughs> and you know what, Howard? They didn't call. They didn't text once. They call themselves the FBI. It should be short for first we break in because they don't care. <laughs> They helped. came in, they broke open my safe, they stole my rubber ducky, and I love that ducky, by the way. They also, they took my paperwork. I had classified paperwork, national secrets, and we kept them on my desk. We kept it like when you have mail. You're about to read it, but you didn't read it yet. You say you're going to read it, but you never get to it. And these right. were truly classified secrets, stuff about aliens from outer space and aliens from where do we go?
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Mr. Trump, I know you have a lot. I know you have a meeting with your lawyers yeah, right you now, so I'll let you go. A lot
12: of meetings. Back. A lot of a meetings. Lot We're of on meetings. a plane <laughs> right now to Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Good luck in Puerto Rico. Thank you,
12: Howard. I'll enjoy Puerto Rico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're going to be tough to beat. I'm telling you, I think you got a real shot at being president again. Hmm. He's
4: gone he
1: left us for first this yeah, time. yeah that's a first um <laughs> uh, oh yeah so uh, a lot of love for um trump and uh, jack nicholson by the way
4: jack nicholson got some
1: trump was so funny this morning i was already laughing when he was doing that labored inhale the real trump has that guy has nuances down to a t I would vomit if the real Trump was reelected to be president, but your Trump, that's a guy I could get behind. (laughs) Uh, Jack Nicholson's emoji conversation was, and then this guy sent us like 50 emojis. (laughs) Holy geez, the Jack Nicholson impression with Tam Mom and the emojis making me cry laughing. Well, there you go. We evidently were a big hit yesterday. Uh, What can I tell you? Hey, a couple of things. Uh, The Hives. You know the band The Hives? Well, Howard 101 presents The Hives. The band did a four-song mini concert from my studio. I was watching it last night. I was very into music, like I was listening to Dave Matthews. I was watching The Hives concert we have going on. You can hear it this Friday night on Howard 101. Um, The Hives, boy, I I wasn't aware of how entertaining The Hives are. They're lead singer, man. First of all, The Hives, you'll see it on the app. The hives are all wearing the same outfit. It's fantastic. They're all wearing suits with like, what are those designs on their suits, guys? Anybody know? Motherfucker, there's some musicians.
10: They're musical notes, actually, if you look carefully. Is that what it is? There's some, some stripes, and then each one has a musical note in a different part. Yeah, they, by, by the way, I, I'm just making sure people
1: know it's up there, and they, they should definitely check out the Hives. Yeah, they're really good. Thank you, John. What is it, Ralph?
9: Hey, can you get Trump back? I want to know what he thinks of Chris Christie joining the race yesterday. Like, does he have mm-hmm. a good name for him yet? You know, like, what's he going to call him? Some insulting
5: fat name.
1: All right, hold on. I'll get him in a minute. Let me just figure finish this Hives uh, thing, because it really is worth watching. And the lead singer's a great entertainer. He likes to swing his microphone around like Roger Daltrey, you know. Like, oh, like sure. He does that move and uh, had a horrible accident. He hit himself in concert last week. Started bleeding on stage, like he, and, With and the, the show microphone went on. he was swinging. Yeah, he smacked himself in his own head, and then like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he kept going. I mean, this guy's—he's uh... awesome. What's the name of the lead singer of the Hives? He's awesome. Like, any guy who smacks himself in the head with a microphone is bleeding and just, like, keeps doing the show.
3: (laughs) Has he stopped that move now?
1: I'm just a huge fan. Um, Yeah, I think he's going to give up that windmill microphone (laughs) thing. (laughs) Retire that. Let me see if Trump's at the door. I'll hold on. You got anything to say about Chris Christie?
12: You know what? First of all, he talks to me like I'm his dancing monkey. I'm not his dancing monkey. But if we were to call Chris Krispy Kreme something, we might call him Chub Chubby, Chunky, Chunky, Chunky Christie, Big Fat So Fat Fuck Christie, Twix Christie, by the way. And you know what? I don't know if you know this, but Chris Christie he went on a jog and his legs were rubbing together, started the entire forest fire. Now Canada's burning down. New York's burning down. New Jersey's burning down. Fucking piss Christie. That's what we call him, big pants, sloppy. He is so yeah. fat. but Do you know how fat he is? He's is so fat. He's 2,000 tons. That's how much he weighs. He weighs more than a nuclear submarine. And this is true. They released this on the, on the Internet, on Newsmax. They were talking about he weighs more than a nuclear submarine. Well, let me tell you.
4: You know, you that's something. funny because yeah. he's upgraded. He must have gone back to his writing room, uh, yeah. after Chris Christie's announcement because last night all he could say was, he's a failed governor. Yeah. <laughs>
12: you no. know i've been I, working know. on it a lot by the way we've been working on, and he he is a failure by the way robin we know he's he's failing so bigly you know he's the biggest failure and i mean literally the biggest <laughs> look at the guy he looks like whenever he, when i see the guy walking around if i see him in a city it's like king kong pulverizing the city it's like it's such a disgrace it's like hey, are you well, gonna you pick know. up the buildings and eat them how are you gonna govern the country you gotta You have a big appetite. He's like a fat king inside of a castle. Everyone's starving, knocking on the doors. He's eating all the chicken eating all the chicken it. and the bones eats the bones the fat slob
1: well you know what's amazing you you had chris christie was kind to you he helped prepare you for the debates and it, now you're attacking him relentlessly that's over. And, and that's ju- over you know and uh, over.
12: quite frankly he was a good friend of mine we're not friends anymore he's a fat disgusting slob however if he decided to change tune you know i might forgive him when i become would- president there's a chance we don't throw him in, in prison and there's a chance we don't have a mexican but it might take a lot it'll take a lot
1: it'll, it'll take, take a lot, a lot. For him too. yeah right you, you see him as disloyal uh chris christie and uh, ron DeSantis and everyone and, and boy oh boy do you go after people when they are disloyal oh my goodness you really if they're
12: not loyal they go into the the prison the gulag <laughs>
1: <laughs>
9: I like Krispy Kreme, Christie. I think you nailed it with that one. Yeah, Chris Chris
12: that. Cunty. Chris Cunty, we're looking. At, he looks like a Chinese spy. You know the Chinese spy balloon that was Chris Christie. Oh, that was you Chris know Christie. That? <laughs> that was they put helium. They put helium in his pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're kidding me. I don't believe <laughs> amazing. it. Amazing! You know you're what's amazing. amazing about you? You know, here's a guy and all you're attacking him over is his weight. This man is they, a public su- he, he's so a, low he, brow.
12: Yeah, he's a public puppet. A public <laughs> puppet, right. that's what we call him. Like I said, right, well, he looks like a Macy's Day float. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know well, it's him
12: it's him versus Pikachu. Who's gonna pop first?
1: <laughs> well, all right. Uh Jabba the Governor, we call him. Jabba the Governor. Jabba the Governor. <laughs> Jabba. Wow. All right, that, that's the one. Uh, I've never seen knock.
12: anybody so big. I didn't know they were creating Shrek 5. But here we are. <laughs>
1: You know, and in the old five. days, the old days of politics, it would be rude and considered, you know, inappropriate for you a politician.
12: Would never mention you know, it inappropriate. Things, right? yeah. That's what they say. Free Willy Christie. He's like jumpy. He's like an orca <laughs> jumping out at sea zero, <laughs> splashing water into your face. That's the kind of
1: that's you, you want him gentleman. as a governor.
12: You might as well get an orca Sporting water gentleman. in your mouth even doing tricks with a little red ball. <laughs>
1: you, uh, you 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 called him Free Willy. You called him, uh, 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 I mean, job I mean, the, the governor the, job job of the governor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is insulting. It's terrible. It's you it's know
12: what? He, he looks like the Kool-Aid man. He is so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a big jug of juice. He's a jug of juice. I'm
1: sure Every if he suddenly home. came out and supported you, you would say he's a very uh, nice man. And you very would say smart, nice. To him. Yeah, you know
12: what? That wise. movie It was the, the whale, the whale. Brendan, Fray, you know, they could have casted Chris Christie as the way I would love to see Chris Christie put some flippers on him. I want to see him in SeaWorld. He's like he's the first governor on my 600 pound life. Did you know this? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I didn't know. Yeah,
12: they cast well, him. He's it's real.
1: It's true. Well, uh, you know, I mean, uh, the Jesus is just a, you. You're, you're so vicious and laser focused on obliterating your opponents. Ye- I mean, and you it- know
12: what? He needs laser surgery to trim down that blubber. Uh, you gotta well, get you gotta do the uh lipo Liposuction. lipo suction i'll put a vacuum in his mouth <laughs> <laughs>
1: well listen mr trump i know you're uh on a plane and you're busy trying to uh you trying to very work busy le- trying to work out your legal issues and stuff and uh all right but let let, let thank you ralph and thank you uh <laughs> thank mr. You. Trump. i'm and going to
3: Puerto we you
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. there you go uh, alright thank, uh, thank, uh, thank you thank you thank <laughs> you wow he's vicious the way he goes after people uh, it's, it's like right. he
4: just uh, saw the first debate
1: <laughs> hey Nicole you have the last word then I gotta get uh, ready for Dave Matthews what's up hi Nicole? my
7: name is Nicole hi yes. I'm a first time caller Long time listener, Hi Howard and Robin. how are you?
1: Hi, we're good.
7: Um, so I'm so excited that today two of my favorite favorite people are on air, you and Dave Matthews. so I woke up early to listen to you guys. I'm in Florida
1: and yeah, um, Dave is a great guy. I've had him you know Dave Matthews was here five years ago, so it's been a long time since we've spoken and uh, looking forward to it. So why don't I get to that Nicole, why should I keep you waiting okay?
7: All right, that sounds good. I'm happy that he included Break Free on the new album.
1: Yes. Well, we'll talk about the new album. We'll talk about the old albums. We'll talk about... I got a lot to talk to him about, actually. The state of the music industry. He's going to give his state of the state music industry address and everything else.
6: Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) I see why I'm your favorite, Nicole. Thank you. Yes. It's all that belching. Whew. Oh, laughing hard. All right. Made me, me an angel. angel. The fly I'm from from I know. You want to hear me sing it. Me That's uh, John Prine.
3: Rodeo.
1: He wrote that song. Just give me one thing Interesting dude.
3: That
8: I can hold on
1: to Real good song. Well I'm excited. Dave Matthews, after five years of not seeing him, he avoided me for five years, but he's back. Dave Matthews band is uh you know, I'm listening to that song, Dave, and I'm thinking, you did that. I watch that clip all the time. You did that with uh, a cover of that with Brandy Carlisle, right? Yeah, I did I've done it with Brandy,
2: and you've had Brandy on this show. And that gets pretty, Many times. I've done it with a few people, but I I you know
1: it might be Brandy might be the highlight. So because yeah. she's brandy. You she's live near her, right? You, you live near that compound. She's got a whole compound uh, with a like. She, her whole band lives with her, almost. Yeah, like, and I think in-
2: some other people, like members of other bands, move. You know, I'm I'm waiting for my invitation to get a piece of property there. You know, with, but but maybe that's I just I just may have asked for it. I just, can I have an invitation to move? She said come visit, but she's never said you know we have a
1: plot open it's available. not cool enough to live on the brandy carlyle compound i, think I, I mean, I, mean I, I i certainly don't think i am um, but uh, so funny you know, when i visit when i watch that clip of you and brandy Carlyle doing angel from Montgomery." first of all i think it's a great rendition the two of your voices blend so beautifully together and like and i and i find myself watching it and i get really moved by it which is what music should do and then i go I have to tell Dave, I was on the Brandy Carlisle bandwagon early on. Like, you notice how fans get possessive and is like a thing where there's definitely like that. You're like that about Brandy. Yeah,
2: I know. I'm like, I I feel like I am, too. And then one time, actually, I I have a friend, the person who introduced me to Brandy um, to her music. I think I mentioned that. I'd, I'd heard her and met her at a, at one of our shows, and that's sort of how I got connected to her. And he came to me after he said, "Hey man, I turned you on to Brandy before that," and I was like, oh, "I right. know," yeah, but it just wasn't part of the show. <laughs> I apologize. He's like, oh, "It's cool, But He was a little pissed off, so yeah, of me. He was, you know. Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm, I understand that possessiveness, you know, if you're like suddenly everybody knows, and then you're like, "Well, I knew her <laughs> when." <laughs>
1: Well, don't you even notice that with your fans? Like, you had early on fans who probably are pissed off that like the later fans who came into your music later on are not real fans. So it's like a
2: yeah, there is weird. A, there is that 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 thing. You know, how many shows have you been to? I think there is that. I I um I don't approve of it though because you know you want new. I want people to. I want new, I don't want people that come to my show be, be like, you know, you know, I don't want them to get, you know, verbally spat on or dismissed because they just heard the music. Doesn't matter. They just heard a music and then they came to the show and now they're going to be, they're not, they're not, um, I don't know, old enough. Or but yeah. whatever. I, I I think it's a weird thing to be we have possessive fans. Not all of them. I think this is, you know, but I think there are some possessive but maybe everyone does. I don't know. I feel I feel like hey, you know, welcome to the fold is a nice way to be if you're gonna if you're gonna the there is a
1: fold. One of the things I like about you is that you you know, like in when you do a concert and stuff, you'll do a cover version and I feel like you are fearless when it comes to covering songs. And what I mean by that is like I go on YouTube. I think one of the best clips I've ever seen on YouTube is you and James Brown at Madison Square Garden when when he came on and and you guys did Sex Machine. <laughs> I am like like, but you'll do a cover of Cat Stevens. You'll do a cover like you'll go from country to rock and you'll cover songs that I don't even think you. I go Dave Matthews wouldn't cover that. I mean, I would never think you would cover James Brown. Like, you know, well, James did it, but. It just seems like musically you can go anywhere, and is that because you were a busker uh, when you first started out that you had to sit there and please people on the street and do other people's songs?
2: Well, I, I don't think um I don't think so, because basically, I, I mean, when I when I bust for uh, and not for very long, but when I did, it was just playing Watchtower over and over again because it was a little bit, you know, especially when it got cold, it was just easy to stay busy um but um i don't I you know first of all the the band i play with you know there everyone's can can sort of do anything and and i don't i, I don't know what makes me want to play certain songs it's not uh i don't know i just think i could probably do that um or maybe I should try that or maybe someone else turned me on to it. I don't, I don't know. I, I I'm, I think I'm very unfocused and I'm not fearless. I'm just afraid all the time. That's how I really? feel What do you like.
1: mean by that? You're I do, afraid I like all I'm, the time.
2: Like, before I came, before I walked in here and then sat, they, and then they, then they kind, kindly sat me down here. I was excited to see you. Um, you know, I start having to do breath exercises because I'm, 'Cause I get anxious. I think I'm gonna get up here and be a buffoon. And then I listen to all the funny stuff that's happening earlier and I'm like, how am I gonna be funny? I gotta be funny on the show.
1: This is no, a funny show. It's like I think people are genuinely interested in musicians. This is my premise. I think that what you do musically and so many artists do who move us, people love hearing about the process. They love hearing your thoughts about music. And it's funny, I my impression of you is that you could know like You could no longer be nervous around someone like me or going on radio or anything because you've performed so many. I mean, there's a stat I read about you that is unbelievable to me. Biggest ticket seller worldwide of the 2000s sold well over 25 million concert tickets in my mind. Once you do that. Once you've accomplished that in life, nothing makes you nervous. Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean. To get up in front of those people and entertain them. I well, would. Some,
2: think- you know, I, I will say some. You know, but it's probably the same with you. Some. Sometimes it 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 feels effortless, and I feel you know you almost it almost ends too soon. Some shows, and then other times, uh, you know, I I feel like I'm you know running through a. a you know, some sort of, I'm caught in some kind of thicket and I can't get out. But uh, I, I think, well, you know, trying to be spontaneous and try and make every night um, count, It, you know, I, you know, we've been, re- I have no idea how the hell it unfolded. I know that I just was, I've been around there. When people tell me I've been to 200 shows, I say I've been to more shows than you.
1: So, um, <laughs> so you're yeah. saying, right. So you're saying that you get, nervous some nights some nights you think you're magical and the music's flowing and you think man i'm good and literally even at this stage in your career you will think some nights i'm by i'm in the thicket in other words i am mired in mediocrity i'm nothing absolutely i'm not killing it
2: absolutely and and I, i you know i and i gotta i gotta tell you that i'll turn around to carter who um uh, as uh, some people will know is plays drums as we've been playing together for thirty three years or something but um Carter you know is the backbone of the band and and he he'll he would tell you um that i sometimes i spend half the night turning around to him going, I'm losing my mind. And he's like, you're good, you're good, you're good. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, he's, he's like my therapist mid-show. I'll turn around to him and I'll be like, am I, do I sound terrible? You know, terrible. But like, what good. is it? Everything's good.
1: You do know. you think the audience isn't vibing with you, that the, that it's the audience's fault, or it's just all you, it's all in your head?
2: Yeah, I think usually it's it's in my head, and sometimes it's effortless. It's it's just, you know, everybody's, a, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird job, right? You're Absolutely. Getting,
1: you know. I get off the radio and I go, I suck. <laughs> I mean, I've done 10 billion hours on the radio. Uh, yeah. I mean, how could you think that I, because you're like, because you're like, I, go, you're I wasn't a funny. Legend. I was f- not funny. I was boring today. I didn't move the show along. I spent too long on this. I will beat the shit out of myself because my wife will say, Well, how'd you do? I go, It wasn't good today, you know? And then she goes, Well, how do you know that? I go, I just felt it. I just felt shitty. It didn't feel right.
2: Yeah. Who knows? It's I don't know what it is. It's like I guess it's like the same as doing anything. Maybe that's what it is. Unless you're just. But even then, maybe one day you're punching holes, you're a hole puncher and one day you suck at punching holes. And (laughs) one day you you don't even notice one day you're just thinking about this great book you read and just just killing the game, the hole punching game.
1: Yeah, I get a weird, I mean, I just look at you and I go, here's a guy who's so accomplished, you've done everything. And by the way, speaking of Carter, was was it Carter playing drums on the James Brown uh, thing when you were at the Garden? Carter looks like the happiest human being. We were all pretty... happy that. We were pretty fucking happy that day. You know, I, you know, I love James Brown so much. Where I grew up, James Brown was the Beatles. The Beatles weren't the Beatles. James Brown was the Beatles. I mean, and you, you know, James Brown, what a confident man. He gets up on stage and he's playing and he's playing with you guys and it looked like, so, I watched that YouTube video. I've probably seen it 50 times. It's that good. It's I, I, crazy.
2: it It's one of those things that 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 is sort of hard to um, it's hard to imagine that it happened.
1: Here's your band. Here's James. Get on up. Get on up. Right into Sex good. Machine. It's so good. What a memory. That the the garden, we, the
2: garden was rocking so hard that you could feel the ground going. You could feel it going up and down. The crowd was just. It would. You could feel the stage going. Whoa, whoa. I mean, it was physically moving.
1: And you can feel it just watching the video. Where, like, he comes up out of the audience. Was that all planned? Like, yeah, we what, knew
2: what? we knew he was coming. We we had to get because we had to do some work, get it all right. But he came up, and the thing that was so also so beautiful, rewarding. We were so out of our minds, with filled with joy and excitement and nervous, you know, all that stuff. But when we left the stage. You know, because he left, for, of course, because he's Perch. king. He had to. He goes first, and then, <laughs> um, and then when we walked off the stage to see him, sort of waiting, uh, you know, to just shake our hands or whatever, and he was beaming, and it was just yeah. such a. It was like a. It was the. It was the greatest gift to us, but it was also you could see he was so fired up. That he that that he that... rocked the house so hard.
1: Oh, he rocked at a Dave Matthews concert. He rocked the house. the place was going berserk, I mean, and I... he is such an entertainer. Did you like like how does that come about? That Dave Matthews has James Brown show up at a show like how does that whole dynamic work out? Does it, your agent or somebody get in touch with him?
2: Well, you know, I, I like to blame my manager for everything, but I think he was in town, and and so we we said, hey, wouldn't it be amazing if we could. Um, get James, and then you know, people started talking. I, I should have, I should know exactly how it happened, but I'm going to blame my manager. To say, well, you know, that you know, we, it was his fault. But I think, you know, we put the invitation out, and and uh, and he came, which was it, it was a, it was kind of it was it's was definitely one of the most monumental moments Absolutely. for all of us. I mean, it just was such a thrill.
1: And, and, and you know, I'm always surprised when you start dancing. but yeah, The horns were unbelievable. I mean, how about when James is singing with the horns? Yes. Like, they, they're doing, like, that thing back and forth. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys look so happy to, during that moment, and it, it was infectious. And, um, like, what do you guys do? Do you have a rehearsal, or was that on the fly?
2: We, we, we his music director came, um young guy who was on the guitar, and he came yeah. down. And you know he, you know, you knew right away. That we, we, I mean, we got it. We right. got it right. So we knew all the hits because they are slightly different from you know the one that a lot of people here on the radio take. change it up. We had to do some you know jumps here and there, and 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 we 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 wanted to get it right. We wanted James to walk out on stage and be like, they they got it right.
1: You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like cause you don't want to fuck that up. Because, <laughs> you don't get uh, to get out and say too slow. You yeah, like I mean? when you do, like a, um, like when you uh, this this again about covers, but when you do, uh, uh, father and son, Cat Stevens. I love the album T for the, the Tillerman. I yes, think it's one right. of the best albums ever. Cat Stevens, unfucking real from beginning and to end. It's just, it's mind blowing. Even the last little, uh, bring tea for the children, steak for, take for the sun, wine yeah, for yeah. the woman, <laughs> you know. who made the rain, the rain come.
2: Yeah, that's a, but, what a great, that's a crazy record. I love it. it gave me goosebumps just thinking about it. That it was one of my, um, but well, my first love, uh, as a, well, I think my first love was the Jackson Five, um, because I found the record. And then I, When I started to obsess about music, I was real, I was pretty young. I found some Beatle records and, and, but I think my next love was Cat Stevens, like after, after the Beatles. And then, you know, then it exploded, but I was real small, but I was obsessed with the Beatles. Then I was really obsessed with Cat Stevens. I mean, he was, um, I got to induct him into the, the writers, songwriters hall of fame. And I was I was losing my mind just and then that's that's
1: what I want to know. So you induct you induct Cat Stevens like that's when you're like, gee, when I was just starting out, I never would have imagined I'd be. Were you asked by Cat Stevens to induct him into the Writers Hall of Fame?
2: I'd like to think so. I have no idea. But I, but really? I, but I, I don't know, you know, may, you know, that would be really nice. But he was so nice to me. And then I gave him such a, my introduction was, I worked really hard at my introduction so that when, when he came up, he's like, I, what am I supposed to say? But, which was nice of him. But, uh, he's, he's, you know, he repeated a lot of what
1: I said. And then. Made it so you, cooler with his accent, but... You wrote the speech inducting Cat Stevens into the Writers' Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I was going to ask you is, when you're when you're singing uh, Father and Son, one of my favorite songs, and I would imagine that had special meaning to you because your father, you lost your father when you were 10 years old.
2: Yeah, so um, it, it was a really powerful song because it also is about the conflict between a father and a son, you know, so which is normal, right? Uh, but, right but I didn't have that so I don't know why it, 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 gra- it grabbed me so hard because that was the first song um, I haven't played in a long time but that was the first song that I, I ever learned how to play uh, it's not time to this is you change. Yeah. Now, you're playing Just this relax Take it easy. Take it easy. You're, You're still
1: young. That's your fault. fault. There's so much you have to. Yeah. Move. And Cat Stevens is Find watching you play this. Yeah. That, yeah. So that was, so that was, yeah. That was. That was.
2: that fuck stop. your head up? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of you, course I it does. Am I going too fast? There's the one little burning. thing, licked it. I was trying to play, and then the the, the guitar player said,
1: he he just the he strums the chords, and the other guy plays that. I said, thank now. God. I, said, <laughs> I try. When I used to. Try to play guitar. I try to play father and son because I love it. And then I found out it was two dudes playing. Yeah, it's see, not, that, it's oh, not you just. You, Cat always,
2: you always hear those those accomplished players and think, oh, what is going on? They got a guy over there, you know, doing all the doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to
1: have people doing all the heavy lifting. Can... So even after all the years of playing in front of thousands of people, when you see Cat Stevens standing there, now you're nervous, right? Because you're oh, playing this in front of them. Yeah, right. Oh, I Oh, this is a good part, too. This is a good part, Wait, well, do, it, oh, it didn't interrupt me in again, you, you didn't want to sing, you sing over You, know. here. you didn't even want to talk over the yourself. I know. <laughs> <story laughs> this what is did me that? really good. Wait, this is when I get really amazing. No.
2: <laughs> Oh, that's listen uh, up no. i'm good here no, no, but, uh... and then, <laughs> then i hear robin laughing even that's funny yeah. that's why now uh-huh. i have to, now i'm compelled to talk
1: over it. see you are funny you were worried about being funny now you're being funny uh, no that's... but 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 i get that like i this is what i wanted to ask you like when you're inducting a guy who really you know you you love this guy he's one of the reasons you're a musician and then you're standing there and you're singing his song in front of him. It's gotta be surreal. Yeah. That, you know? So
2: that, you know, I, that's so a weird thing about managing to, you know, you know, work hard, but also just kind of fall down the stairs or, you know, be a pinball in the world and end up, you know, where I am and where I get to meet all these crazy, like I, you know, meet Cat Stevens, like, I would, I my my ten year old, eleven year old self would not would would have been impossible. Right. So like beyond and, my most insane dreams, you know. How many times I wore out like Neil Young's um albums and at home? How many times uh, like those records that I just and then be st- st- you know isn't, talking isn't to him the- and sitting in a in a on a bench with him and talking about. Whatever, life, it's just insane to me.
1: And doesn't it blow your mind as a successful artist and, and, you know, you achieved the dream that so many, we know how so many musicians never get to the next level and they, they really struggle. Cat Stevens left the music business at the height. The guy was on fire. I mean, one hit song after another. Yeah, those. And he leaves for religious purposes and, 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 and just, completely, aba- how many, how many artists can you think of that did that, that willingly?
2: You know, that don't,
1: you know, it, it wasn't, the
2: the world didn't fizzle on them. They just said, oh, I got to, you know, when, when you listen to all his music, it is like, especially after, I guess he got real ill for a while, but that's when, you know, after that, you know, he'd already had smash hits um, as a younger songwriter, uh, but, but then, but then those like Teeth of the Tillerman" and what's the teaser Moon of the Fire Cat the Firecat"? Yeah, and those, those—that's all about. He's searching. Like every song is so, you know, sort of. I think one of the things that you feel is like that—you're trying to figure out what, where you are in the universe—and someone like that is writing so eloquently about those questions about why are we here, or what you know, what love or
1: exist, everything. He was sort of asking profound questions in his songs i think and you admire guitar players like cat stevens in other words you're not the kind of guy who wanted to shred like eddie van halen would shred
2: and, I, and like- I love eddie van halen but i never had an ambition to shred because why i don't why know. not I just i don't i have no idea sometimes i think you know i should learn to I'd at least learn a little bit but you know i could probably you know it just it I don't know, I just wanted, it was more just having like a, something that I could, that could sort of let, I could sing over, you know, and yeah, I wanted but, to but, le- learn songs, you- I didn't really want to learn, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, more than, I probably wanted to be a piano player first, but then, I also wanted to look like a, cool. rock, like a rock star, so, when I was right. eight,
1: or whatever it was, when I picked up a guitar. Yeah, but I mean. I, I know what you're talking about. When you play, like, like Willie Nelson, people don't think of him as a great guitar player, but he, he is a great guitar He's player. He's mind boggling. We were just, I was
2: just at, we, he had a birthday party two nights at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, uh, 90. He's 90. And, <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <laughs> yeah, and so he sang, like, as, he sang as well as I've heard him in, you know since i met him whatever 25 some plus years ago and he's good and he's and he's an amazing guitar player i don't think people think about they think it, man he's a crazy guitar player yeah, no plays is like it? him
1: he plays on that shitty guitar with all the fucking holes in it exactly. and then when he's playing i mean i've sat in a room with him while he plays and I'm watching. I go. He's not. He's not doing something fancy. But yeah. it's like it's almost like behind himself, and he's singing. It, it's
2: and the, yeah, it's, it's, the whole way. I mean, like I feel like you could hear Willie Nelson. I could hear his with not without hearing his voice. Just hear him play like three notes on a guitar, and I'd be like, I blindfolded. I'd be like, that's Willie Nelson. Because he's so
1: specific to how he plays, you know that's what you're striving for, I feel, with your music you're striving for guitar work that isn't necessarily it's understated is what it is it's not like you're shredding that that blows everyone's mind when somebody starts shredding, but it's this this melodic kind of at times finger picking or strumming that really just kind of works. Right? Yeah, something just
2: to, like to cover some ground um so that you you know cover some space in in a sort of memorable way. You um, hold your guitar up high. I know, like, I love. like, feels like, like almost so, up to your neck. I know, I feel like such a weirdo. Um but I can't if I try I mean I wanted I want to hold it down there but I then I, I mean I can bear like like it's up here it's like I don't feel I feel so weird
1: down. Yeah, like like the lead guy in Green Day you know, Billy See? Joe Armstrong. Yeah, right. He's, he's got know. his guitar down by his knees. Yeah, he's an athlete. Because he's, 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 he's an athlete. He's he an is. athlete. Yeah, he's
2: like athletic. It's like yeah. an athletic ability, you know, because he's down, like he's all stretched out. So I'm like, you know, I'm more like, uh, try, like trying to, like, I'm a tongue out of my mouth. I'm trying to write my best letters.
1: <laughs> and I'm doing them right here. When you did this, you did this in front of Neil. Yeah. You know. you the needle and the damage done. My favorite Neil Young oh, wow. song. Mind Blowing. Mind Blowing, so. That's another great guitar
2: player, Neil Young. The first, um, the first time I, um, yeah. It's a little squeaky there. But That's you. I remember uh, you. the first time I saw Neil, the time I saw Neil was at Farm Aid Live. Right. And... He got in front of, like, for me, it was like 10, 100,000 people. Right. Just by himself on a chair. And he... That's needs. Blew the place. He blew the
1: place apart. What an artist. And I was like, wow, that guy is... Who can do that? Why did you choose Needle and the Damage Done to do in front of Neil Young?
2: I just think it's the most perfect song, and I think it's the... Because we do this thing, people do this thing where we say that person's broken, they throw them out. That person's suffering, throw them out. They didn't make it, they're garbage. That, This person's ill, this person's uh, not, you know, we, we are so cruel to each other and we're so, because we don't want to be discarded. We want to be with the winners or we want to be part of the survivors and maybe that's the reason or maybe we're just d- dickheads, I don't know. But that song so beautifully talks about, like, that so much love that it feels toward these people that, friends you've lost, you know, just through their, you know, it's not even, it doesn't even suggest that they're wrong to get lost in, in that sort of rich possibility of getting high. It just says, you know, just that I lost them. You know, it's so, it's just astounding how kind and beautifully he is talking about people that he misses, you
1: know. Just mind boggling.
2: After you perform
1: that, uh, does neil come up to you and say well done or hey i like the way you did my song or is it uh, 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 no he, is that he didn't
2: i don't uh, we maybe we talked about it afterwards he but he i think we one time i played it for him in any at um and he said you know thanks man um but uh, but, but <laughs> he's that's it, a great, thanks man he, you know <laughs> i great. surprised him he, he's a he's a i like i feel like um, I would like to. I love to share the stage with Neil, but um, if if there was a fight in a bar, I'd like to be on Neil's side because I think he, I think he could definitely <laughs> throw a punch too. Well, he doesn't yeah. sound like he could throw a punch necessarily, but well, he does sometimes. Yeah. But I think I feel like he's a he's a brawler. A brawler. He's a yeah. brawler.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. doesn't take shit from anybody. No,
2: I don't think he's gonna take shit from anybody. And I think it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, he'd kick the bar stool back. And be like, that's it. I am going to fuck you up now.
1: I think. Do you yes. have fantasies when you play Needle in the Damage Done in front of Neil Young? Do you ever have fantasies like he's going to come up there f- afterwards and say, you know, I usually don't like people's interpretations of my songs, but like you are wanting?
2: Something. No, I, for God no. I want. I just want. I just want him not to go. You suck. Um, you know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> yeah. you know. That would. <laughs> yeah. He could. He could. He. It, he would have the power in his hand um, yeah. to say to destroy me for the rest of my life. He said that. Um, do you, But when do I you played ever... that, that we well, played that one time, I, Elton John was there. Oh, God. and he came and he came up and told me that it was that I did a beautiful job. Wow, I'm bragging
1: right now because Elton, <laughs> Elton's like that. Elton, Elton John came up and said that was beautiful. Elton does that for other artists. What, he, is,
2: it, what a stunningly, oh, what a what a lovely human Elton is. I mean, I, 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 as far as can I can talk tell about him. a songwriter, right? Got to be right up there. God, there's so many intimidating people i always want to you know like i love the beatles so much but when i when i every time i listen to them there's a tiny part of
1: me that's like fuck you speaking of the beatles so you did that um the cover of in my life it was a john lennon tribute um show yeah he wasn't there no he was not and uh that that's (laughs) That's the the only good thing you can say about that but i mean what a trap but but you chose in my life yeah
2: well it's you know he talks awesome. about people that are Boy, you know.
1: Boy, you're putting,
2: yeah. you're putting me through it. It's so nice of you. Uh,
1: what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm oh, see, you, I, look, how,
2: look how young, listen how young I sound. Let me hear. I sound like a kid. Don't make me listen to. I like so it. Forever, not for better. That was a mistake. What do you mean a mistake? That wasn't me interpreting. That was
1: me and nervously so waiting. Uh, the the shake in your voice? Yeah. I, so. yeah. I like that. Terrified. Terrified. I love this song. I think right I had my, my first slow call dance call to this song with a really? girl.
3: Yeah.
1: Not my version, because that'd be that no, no, if John, John Lennon's version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty much a loser if I waited for your oh, version at my first <laughs> slow <laughs> dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. I was 58 years old. <laughs> I was already successful. I never danced with a woman before. <laughs> no, never wanted to dance.
2: With me. A Speaking of jobs, dancing,
1: but... um, uh, you're a pretty damn good dancer. Oh it's, no, God! Uh, I mean, you dance on stage. You're not a guy who. You're know. not a guy who stands... You're not Oasis. You don't just play the songs. I mean, you move. Yeah, well, I can't. I mean, I
2: feel, I feel like maybe I'm trying to be... Uh, I'm, maybe I'm... I just don't know what I'm doing. I've never... You know, yes, you do. Uh, yeah, I'm dancing. I mean, I'm, but I'm dancing. But God, I, you know, if you can call it that. Bouncing around. I can't do... The other day, I thought... When we were playing a gig, and I was feeling a little dance, I was
1: like, oh, "I'm too tired to dance. It's gonna move one <laughs> leg." <laughs> you know, I like going back to that James Brown moment. I love when J- James is dancing. He's older at that point. He's not doing the splits and everything. But he
2: said he was he, like when we were re- before he came out. He um, when we were rehearsing with him, he said, um, "I'm 65, 70 years old." Right. i like that he described himself as sixty
1: five or seventy years old. Like
6: he doesn't
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's amazing>. know. <laughs> We're not exactly sure how old we are. <laughs> but but uh but but uh James starts dancing and he looks at you and he's like, okay, well, start dancing with me. And and I could tell there's hesitation on your part. Like, am I really going to be dancing with James Brown? But then you did. You did. Yeah, you I mean, gave him a little dance.
2: I looked, you know, I look yeah. buffoonish. I do have a photograph that, you know, of that, uh, that I have where I've, I've, luckily at that moment I had my knee raised at the same time his knee was raised. So it looks like we're, <laughs> you know, the video, I'm sure I was, it
1: was, it was uh, less graceful. On my you know, when but, you grow up and, and you, you listen to all these great artists and you cover so many of them, but then you start to write your own songs, is it like, oh shit? Like the enormity of it is almost staggering that anyone has the nerve to write their own songs after you hear guys like Cat Stevens, Elton John, The Beatles. It's it's kind you got to be kind of crazy to yeah, think, it, oh, it, I can do it.
2: Yeah, it took me a long time to start writing songs, and I was scary you know I I'd, I'd, I was lucky to have a lot of people sort of encouraging, uh, early on you know especially in Charlottesville people would say that sounds really good you should you know uh, friends uh, that that said you know you should write some you should write some music you know and, and you know I, I could list a bunch of people that uh, are you know how some,
1: old were you when you so, you say you started late writing your own tunes I think how old I was
2: probably you? nineteen or twenty when I started. R- Started trying
1: and probably finished my first song around then, you know. Isn't that strange? Like, all the years you practiced and, you know, wanted to play the guitar. And you, and, you know, and of course, like everyone, you start by playing other people's music. But you never kind of kind of privately went and said, let me see if I can write something. You waited that long.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was playing and I was, you know, I'd make things up, but I'd never finish a song. And then, like, the first song I ever wrote was, I think, still, like, one of the best songs I ever wrote in my life. That's what's, you know. So what was the first song been. you wrote? It was called I'll Back You Up. I, get, and be, I, get, I should I should I?
1: yeah yeah you, you, if I you don't give mind give
2: you a tiny piece of it
1: I'm gonna play give me it, a tiny see. piece I would love it I'll give you look okay. at your guitar by the way it's a it's a mess it's all beaten yeah. up
2: yeah I, that's I cool have a, right? I have a we, um, a special technician that smashes sorry that smashes my guitar so that they they look like <laughs> so are so look so, so I look okay. so I look cool yeah I got a special yeah. guy let me see if I can remember how it goes it goes how tuned I am.
3: thinking I'll go on forever only knowing I'll see you again but I know the touch of you is hard to remember but like that touch I've known no other and for sure we have danced in the risk of each other Would you like to dance around the world with me? I'll be falling all about my own thing And I know you're the heaviest weight When you're not here that's hung around And your lips burn wild Thrown from the face of a child And in your eyes The scene of the greatest view Hey, do what you will Always walk away Like your steps Do as you please I'll back
1: you up First song you ever wrote That's the first song I ever finished I think, yeah. And you're thinking about a woman yeah very
2: a specific uh woman who um oh i still every once in a while you know you know calls me up and asks for a loan i'm just
1: cause he, <laughs> you know she still are you still friends you're still in yeah. touch with that woman yeah still friends did your Moved wife uh, did your wife uh, mind that i mean no. no
2: my wife my wife they've 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 hung out together no kidding um, i'm i'm uh
1: uh I'm very happy that it turned out the way it did, because uh, uh, I've written a lot of songs with my, But you were in love with that woman, right? I, mean, I was that, in love. Yeah,
2: I was a young. I was young. I didn't have a gray beard yet. All oh my the, the hair wasn't my, my. I didn't have a bald patch on the back of my head here. That, that, you know, I, I was in the I was in the r- little rehearsal room back there, and the mirrors were set up in such a way that I could just look at the light. Gl- Bounce off the bald spot on the back of my head. Um, and but when so you've never written I a to song thank you before. For
1: that. But wait a second. When you're not, when, when you've never written a song before, do you consciously sit down and go, okay, man, um, I, it's time for me to write a song. I want my career to progress. If I write my own songs, that's going to take me to a new level. Uh, I'm going to now talk about, uh, what, what what's on my mind? This girl, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is it, is it calculated or is it like just comes pouring out of you? What I, think was the it was, difficult part? I
2: think it was. I think it was. It felt that song. I think I may have. I may have sort of gotten obsessed by this sort of this bouncing little feel on the guitar. But I can't really remember. But I. I do. I think that. Uh, I was. I was starting to sort of catch this. This. This idea that I could make something beautiful with words and music that i would like and so i had no pressure too because no one else was you know my sister and my mom were gonna listen and you know and they're still listening but uh but no one else cared so it was kind of a little bit free you know and i was making things up but that was the first song that i that i got i think once i started i felt like it was a good love note i think it was written probably um when that um relationship was going to end which is the probably the best time to write a a good love song is when your
1: heart's being crushed did you play it for so she broke up with you is that the thing yeah i mean i uh, think we just
2: destroyed each other and then crawled out of the smoking wreckage and then and then realized you know we're we're 22 you,
1: everything's gonna be you, okay do you think in a way you wrote it to try to win her back in a way oh like, of
2: course you know if they yeah. you all right i'll do i mean that's all it talks about right but yeah. you know i'm glad i'm glad it didn't work <laughs> and,
1: and, you, and you and you played it for her. did you say listen i've written a song about you i want you to hear it and and she still didn't right, go I back to this you.
2: song makes you moist
1: <laughs> you know i love you no no that was a will want to sleep to with say. me she would, will like, want to be in the with face me. for saying
2: that no but um, is, um, yeah. I think she probably liked it. I think she, and, and in fact, I know she
1: liked the song. Oh you know, fuck! Yeah, what could be more a of a, an aphrodisiac than yeah, to, to, she, to write a yeah. song about a woman? I mean, God. I she said
2: that is a really nice
1: song. Goodbye. Right? Yeah, you, yeah. you did a good job, son. But I'm out. I'm out yeah. the door. I no longer want to be with you. Jesus! Exactly, yeah. But, wow. Oh well. So it goes. You're out. Why so many of your songs are about death? But that line dig me a shallow grave basically so i can feel the rain on me that's yeah, ome- that's fucking great
2: that, yeah, i was i was happy about that i got, that song was like a, a a creepy idea i used to live uh it crept at least but i used to live near a graveyard not intentionally it just was where the house that i rented was but i do remember thinking i'd heard people say it but i do remember thinking like walking from you know, it was a pretty, it was an old and beautiful graveyard with big trees and, um, in Charlottesville. And I remember walking there and, and there's a name and it tells you sort of the dates. And I, and that's kind of what started the song because that's, I guess, sort of the structure of the song. But I do remember thinking that every single person is not, is, you know, novels and novels. Every single person. The guy, the, the guy who sat on his porch and, except when he went to the bathroom and, did almost nothing is a fascinating book or the person right. who's traveled the world every single person is if you had the right pen uh you know if you were the if you could write a a, a, a a prose well everybody here has got an amazing story and then so that sort of started the the idea of the dates that's what struck me was like well just all those years anyway that was that was a good song that's one of my favorite songs i ever wrote because i think it manages to to get where i wanted it
1: to be you know yeah no i, I think it's one of those, the most naming those people i think it's one of the most beautiful songs you've ever written honestly yeah, i thought uh, so it really too. moves me but but you know i don't want, i don't want to get too morbid maybe it's too uncomfortable for you to talk about but your dad dies when you're 10 uh your sister was tragically killed i can't even imagine the tragedy of that loss i mean you know um Yeah,
2: we didn't, you know, that's, you know, that's the thing that death, even when you expected death is, um, takes your legs out, right? Um, when, when it's someone you love. So my sister, um, uh, she was murdered, but, um, murdered by her husband, by her husband. And then he killed himself, killed himself. And, you know, we are lucky to have, um, her, their, uh, her kids. Um, who how many kids and did one, you, How many kids, kids did she? Two amazing, kids. amazing, two amazing uh, adults and, and people.
1: If you, you if, yeah, if you don't mind me uh, saying this, what a heavy thing! Your sister is gone. Her husband has, you know, killed himself. You took her children in with yeah. your sister, your other sister, and raised our children. And really, my other sister um,
2: raised raised them. But hopefully, we all um helped but you know that yeah it was you know but then life unfolds such a is such a in the world is um it is uh to look at the world as right and wrong to look at the world as us and them to look at the world as um good and bad is fairy tale bullshit because the world is we we come into it you know and if we're lucky we feel love and we find love and the more love we find the more despair we will feel and that's sort of it and 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 so we should at every point possible we should be grateful for each other
1: and for our time you know every moment possible this how, do you feel shit. You're that evo- how are you so evolved, Dave, in the sense that if I lost my father at 10 and never knew the love of my father or never felt, you know, or at least imagined that we could have had something together. And then this tragedy with your sister. And how do you not become angry with your ex-brother-in-law for taking your sister away? And then how do you explain to the, her children? I mean, this had to be no wonder you're writing about death. I mean, death has defined you in a sense.
2: Yeah, but, and, you know, and I, but I also think that then life de- defines you, you know, because, and then what is, what, what else is there? You know, what, what doesn't, you know, the, why not? You know, why not everything? Why not, why not, you know, I mean, there's no reason to be, you know, I choose to care about People, I choose to care about the world. There's no reason that I can find that makes me think that there's no obligation to it. But it just seems like a nicer way to go than to want to be hateful or angry. So, so I choose that. Probably, maybe my mom raised me well, and my sister raised absolutely.
1: Me well. And what about the amazing responsibility of raising children? How old were you when you had to raise your sister's kids?
2: I was in my twenties and my sister and yeah. I are both in our twenties, you know, and well, we had help amazing. there's lots of people. We a great community. Um and they're amazing people now. And yeah, I'm like, look how look I you know, I, I'm on I'm I'm you know, I'm um I'm I'm on I'm on your show and and, and I gotta have to say that I uh I really appreciate what a, a what a great interview uh you give i'm always kind of hoping that we'll talk about farts and falling downstairs because <laughs> or politics and but i really appreciate that um
1: you uh managed to steer the ship toward things that have more weight at least they appear to oh thanks for saying that i i just know uh, because when i think of you and i think of your music there's a lot of heavy stuff in your music and rightfully so i mean uh you know i don't want to go through all the tragedy you've witnessed but you had a friend who committed suicide yeah you, you know but i guess i am but i'm saying i have not been exposed to death the way you have and loss and and and, and i'm wondering did you did you have to go to a lot of therapy to, to sort of deal with loss well you know I I, I I um surrounded by
2: people that were therapeutic you know and hopefully i was therapeutic for them too but i've you know i've been the therapy is good i'm i had i had a couple i, I like i like i want to talk to somebody that that I'm that I don't feel like I'm taking up too much of their time cuz they're on the clock you know <laughs> right yeah, no, like, you know yeah. what I mean so you can yeah. say, let me tell you crazy. what I'm feeling today can i tell you the craziest thing that ever happened to me this is a, yep. a total turn I had a therapist, and i loved i, loved, I did I love him he was amazing he would get so caught he, he would apologize He's like i 'm sorry because he 'd get emotional and he like tears would trickle down his face he 'd try to keep his shit together, but but he would get caught up in things and i was um, but one time this is a real big turn, but i just can 't not think about it because you brought up therap- therapists and then now I go straight to this um, I got on the elevator in the hospital to go to his to go to see him. And I was rushing because I was always late, and he always said someday we're going to deal with the fact that you're always late. We never did. He retired, and I got on the elevator and I pressed the button, and then I was like, "Who? Something's wrong," because it smelled, and someone had shit the entire elevator. I mean, they'd it was I don't know. It, it was a spectacular display of dexterity what they'd managed to do in there, and. Um And so I immediately pressed the next floor as we were climbing. It wasn't a fast elevator. It was an old hospital elevator. And um the door opened. It wasn't my floor. I was going to take the stairs. And a woman was coming on the elevator. And I said to her, and I wonder if she blames me. But I said, somebody's made a, I, you know, left off the elevator gasping. And then I said, someone's made a, you know, shit the elevator. And she said, Oh no. And she held her nose and got on the elevator. I was like, What? Are you <laughs> your mind?
6: Yeah, you know, does I was, you know, I
2: was yeah. like, Back off. And she said, No. She, so she grabs, she holds her nose. She goes, She goes, Oh no. She gets on the elevator. I was like, I almost wanted to pull it off. But then I re- went up the stairs and I went to my, you know, I was, I was planning, you know, to, you know, go find out what were my problems, what death caused finally snapped me. Um, um, and, and then we spent the whole time talking about what kind of rage Madness, because you'd have to have inside. It couldn't just be madness; it had to be rage madness to so
1: fantastically shit an elevator. You're I talking mean, was, about the the kind of shit where it's like sprayed all over the walls, uh, up on the, the walls. Know.
2: I mean, I don't know if they were on their back <laughs> or if they were yeah. doing downward dog. I, it, it, yeah. it the mind. Goggles at what effort was put into that, and also when, and right. it was a slow How? elevator, but it wasn't that slow. <laughs> That's the thought. That's the thought. I was, just, but he. You became obsessed. You became obsessed for an this. hour, well, forty-eight right. minutes because I was late. But um, he said malice. He said without question, it was laden with malice. It had to be. There's no other explanation. I apologize for uh, and, taking and it you. And you never. That. And you never wrote a song about that,
1: that kind of rage no, I, and madness. No,
2: we, that so. kind of, I should have written that song, I could have. I often yeah. think of all the songs I could have written that I won't, because for whatever reason, they
1: I I'm obsess, when I'm writing
2: songs, I obsess with death rather than excrement.
1: Like you, when I go in a men's room and I see a toilet where somebody has sprayed the toilet, like, I, I'm like, how does a human being miss the bowl and shit, like, against the wall... Are they trying to it, protect themselves from something or is it all malice? <laughs> it's, you know, S- Steven Tyler wrote Love in an Elevator. You could have had shit in an elevator. I could have written that song <laughs> and it, it might have been written. a
2: smash. Yeah. It that might just good. have been a smash.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, let's, let's review. First of all, <laughs> you've written a new album. Now, I would imagine writing a new album now at this point in your career after all your hits and all your success that you know it would be a more relaxed thing but maybe it's not maybe it's even more pressure because everybody expects bigger better songs and you know what i mean where are you at with putting out a new album
2: um it is it is interesting that uh i mean i don't know like it's a there's, there's an obligatory side to it but i still like to make noise um and right. and i you know it's still i still feel like it's a challenge and uh mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I think this time we're in the middle of this, uh, few years of, of confusion and re-, re, these years of retraction, um, and retreat. But, uh, I was sitting with, uh, with a, with, with a guy I who ended up, you know, being the producer of the old, the, the record, but we, re- we worked together a lot, um, and, and he, he, I was actually playing the guitar and he turned a microphone and faced it toward, toward me. And I said, what are you doing? And, and he, and I said, I'm just playing, just, what are you doing? He goes, what if you play something good? And that ended up being this, the title wow. track. And so. Walk around the moon. Walk around the moon. It ended up being that lick was, uh, and, if had, and then I, I couldn't play it after that And we went back to that first recording And figured out what I was doing and So it was so kind of wise of him And that, really that was the beginning of the, the album And so we, we moved into making a whole record
1: You weren't there. necessarily going to make an album You start to play Walk Around the Moon You don't even remember what you played This guy wisely recorded you And it ended up as uh, this This is Walk Around the Moon The vocal. title track Yeah, I like
2: this vocal
3: found a stranger walking in the woods. She the was not quite like anyone
2: I knew. Carter wrote the song when he started playing her. Red
3: dress,
2: Listen to how it comes and in. It's the greatest feel. I love it. Head. Right here.
3: She said, you take me and I take
1: I just love the way he falls in. It's a sexy groove. It's a sexy groove. His groove. But walk around the moon. Now, this is about, now, I don't know if this is true. You can confirm it, but it's about eating mushrooms. Uh, You you do mushrooms? Yeah, I do sometimes. Where are Um, you at with drugs? You'll do weed, you'll do mushrooms. Where where are you at? I I don't
2: do a a lot of any drugs at the moment. I mean... Are mushrooms drugs i suppose they are they are like they are a controlled well, substance, so
1: right um, seems like everybody do th- does them
2: yeah i think they're mm-hmm. i think they're pretty good for you um i mean they're good for me, and you know sometimes if you have too many of them, you know you shouldn't uh, uh you you shouldn't operate a vehicle uh right. but uh <laughs> right. but but i but i I, I, it's a good time to you know take a walk in the woods, and I'm also at a, a point in my life where I think I can um, take a you know a, a few mushrooms and then just not be worried about anything. It's a very
1: so, what, so was part of the process when you were writing this. You were the mushrooms made you feel creative. In other words, this uh, inspired you.
2: Yeah, and it was also like um there were some mushrooms and there was a pandemic and it was and it was like well you know if not now when right <laughs> you know if, Might if as well if, you know who knows who's coming out of the forest we should probably right. do these mushrooms you know and what? then see what happens at the end of it it was a it was a weird time and i did think i i don't know that that song the song is i guess a little bit about that it's also a little bit about you know it ends up being it takes different forms, but it, it, for me, it, uh, songs tend to when I'm writing, I'm not as clear as some um, some songwriters, but they tend to be sort of about a f- f- few things for me, and 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 that song is sort of about taking an opportunity. I think about you know yeah, I like the idea of um, I was you know I was tired of thinking about going to bed, but I think I'll walk
1: around the moon instead. I'd like yeah, that's a mushroom kind of th- thought, you know, yeah. walking around the moon. I mean, exactly. you know, yeah. You- <laughs> yeah, Yeah, man. <laughs> What is it with walking in the woods and songwriting? The, Neil Young wrote Ohio, like, in 20 minutes. He just walks into the woods and, uh, and then comes out of there. It's legendary. It's yeah. something about the woods, man, right? I got to get in the woods. Yeah, you got to take your shoes off yeah. and walk in the woods. Or you can leave uh, your shoes on. But yeah, I probably have a song in me. I just don't know. Yeah, they like, got a let, lot of them. You're gonna perform the song Madman's Eyes. This is off the new album. Yes. Um, now, now, uh, Madman's Eyes is your statement about the gun violence going on.
2: And it was, and again, like, it's, I feel like I fall down the stairs, uh, and end up, you know, with a song about whatever the song's about. So, uh, it didn't start with that intention. It went in a few different directions, but it just started, it just felt like, there's a, it, you know, first of all, people are getting shot all the time. I mean, it never ends, obviously, especially when you've got, we have so much access to firearms. But, um, it, 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 it seemed like a common statement, like the fear of, you know, of losing people to gun violence is always there, you know, and there's no safe place, you know, from it. You I can't
1: are, imagine having a young kid now and sending him off to school, thinking Jesus, like, "Hey, you know, I
2: like, mean, my uh, one of the, one of the high my my son's in high school and um, it wasn't his high school, but he was you know he could have gone there. There was a gun. Uh, someone was murdered there this year. My daughter's at the at university and um, lost friends from also another a mass shooting." At their and,
1: and I take it when uh, again it's, just, it's a sore subject. But you, your sister was a victim of gun violence. Yeah, what, was it there do, hadn't was it been a gun, gun a gun there,
2: the, right? She would have, you know, she was she was in a fight and she was leaving her her husband, and he and so he shot her in the back. But if there wasn't a gun oh. there, you know, it's always my you know it's it, you know people say it's, people don't kill, you know, guns don't kill people. People do, which is an absurd statement. Um, If I get in a fight with someone and, you know, I'm just talking to my friends about it. If I get in a fight with someone uh, over something and it gets physical, maybe we'll punch each other in the faces. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll end up with bloody noses. But, you know, that's sort of almost bordering on civilized. But if I have a gun and it gets to a fever pitch, then I can just end their life.
1: In other words, your brother-in-law had a gun. If he didn't, maybe they would have gotten into a fight. Maybe he would have, maybe he might have even hit her or something, but. I mean, he
2: could have beaten her to death. It just takes a lot more. And, uh, and those, and when you think of all these shootings, there was a shooting last night at a graduation in Richmond, Virginia, and, um, and, you know, it was a crime, they call it a crime of passion, but it's a kid, you know, comes out and murders a couple people, but it's, what is, what is, if, if, well, I, I, just blows my mind anyway mm. i don't i can't you know when people's when when if someone if if an argument against uh sanity is just uh f- someone says if I say to someone i really wish you could do something about all this murder and then someone's response to that is freedom uh it's 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 a co- it's the cost of freedom then they can, you know, they can go take a run and jump at themselves. They can go fuck themselves. I just don't understand. That is not even an answer. It's just something you can have in your pocket and always use it. Because it's not an argument. It's not a conversation. It's just bullshit. And it's, you know, it's like saying, I know you are, but what am I? It doesn't address the issue. And uh you remember when you're a little kid and someone just call you a name and you say, "I know you are, but what am I?" That's a perfect example of what it is to say second Second Amendment, or you know.
1: So you had all these. You had all these thoughts about gun violence, and what, what, did you have a tune in mind? I mean, because it's a t- tough subject to write about. Well,
2: it's mean, fu- uh, yeah. So that's why I wasn't meaning. I, it wasn't my. It wasn't my goal. So I'd been messing around with this lick that I liked a lot. Um, what was the lick that you kept messing I'm, around? With? I'm gonna. I'm gonna play you the lick after I figured out how to plug in my guitar, which I've never been that. good at. But, but it's. Um, it sort of sounds like it's. It has an ominous sound, because at least that's uh, how we hear it a bit in a Western ears, you know. But it's just sort of a, a scale. That might be a little Middle Eastern, you know.
1: So were you sitting at home, like, doing this?
2: Like just yeah, and so the lick was this.
1: So that's and I played that for ages. What do you mean, over and over and yeah. over again? Just and kept just playing it. it. And and like, would your wife say to you, "What the fuck are you doing, David?" Yeah, she, she also right? says, "I love it when you play guitar like this." She right. does, because then
2: I found these other parts.
1: So you have that, yeah. But there's no tune, like there's no lyrics. There's no gun violence thoughts. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just. I've got this,
2: and I was messing with it for a while, you know. And and, I, and so I found a few. Other, I'll play the song. Can I play the song?
1: Play the song, yeah.
2: I'm gonna try love to hear it. I'm love gonna, to hear it. And it's not trying. To, it's you know, you know. I played with a little BB gun. My, my, I let my son, you know, shoot a gun in a controlled situation. It's it's fun. They're, they're amazing machines, right? You know, um, there's a t- there's a place for them.
1: You and just don't want people getting shot. Yeah, you just the, want. You The want people place to isn't live.
2: everywhere. Right. The the, pra- the place isn't everywhere all the time. That's what it's not.
3: Little Billy's got a gun. Fun. shooting bottles on the wall dreams the hero come home from war is this real is this make believe you think we know how everything's supposed to be But like a train blowing full steam ahead I can't hear what you're saying With everybody screaming I'm afraid, can't lie Mama said, baby, don't you cry in the dark, be the light. Don't let go, baby, hold on tight to believe it's blind. Don't sacrifice another child, it's not black and white, unless we're looking through a madman's eyes. crystal clear, but if might is right, there's no room for love in here. You pray to God, your hope is listening. A man with a gun brings the demons in. But we live as if our hands are tied. Is it really so hard? Do what we know is right And to protect some foolish things we hold dear Must we do things that we should never forgive I'm afraid, can't lie Mama said, baby, don't you cry In the dark, be the light Don't let go, baby, hold on tight To believe is blind Don't sacrifice another child, it's not black and white, unless you're looking through a madman's eyes.
1: and now that child is not black and white unless you're looking through a madman's eyes Whoa. man that's good is that a hard song to play i mean lord i do yeah. if you'd give I'm me
2: watching. another chance i try but um no it's uh it's a, it's a lot for my little i normally have all uh, all seven of us uh, it's a lot easier but
1: I thought you like playing with playing that with a band better than um, just doing it yourself?
2: Well it's, I haven't really played it alone very often, so um uh but it's uh yeah, it's um easier not easier it's just it's easier to get giant wings when you have horns and baritones and other guitars and the bass and the keys and carter's going and, and yeah but that's everything. a
1: beautifully hypnotic little thing just hearing you do it on the guitar and watching you do it it's fucking amazing do you uh you're doing a solo show for sirius xm tonight an acoustic show are you does that make you a little nervous you don't do that a lot you like being with the band right i,
2: I like playing with the band i don't mind playing um uh by my by myself either i i like both i there's a different um there's different sort of uh in, gifts that come from like when i'm playing yeah. with the band sometimes i can't like i can't believe how lucky i am when right. i'm like sometimes i look at stefan who also that carter and stefan are the two guys in the band that have we've been there from the beginning and um and uh sometimes i will look at stefan and and watch him while he cuz you know he's not like a he's not like a crazy flashy bass player but he's this incredible he just moves the chords around in such a way and puts the roots in such a funny place that he creates so much space he's really sort of he's astounding and um for me i i don't and i love to just when we're playing together, just watch him and see how he changes. He widens the music so much. And, uh, and so when I play with the band, I get this opportunity to watch other people be, um, in just ins- insanely creative and thoughtful. You're really, and-
1: you're really grateful. For your life and this, this, uh, ability to play with these guys and to get good with these guys. I mean, really, it is a magical thing that so few people get to experience that kind of camaraderie and that kind of melding of the minds to create something beautiful. It it's, is a really, you
2: know, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre thing to be in the middle of something that's happening now that, it, that, you know, even if it's not all spontaneous, you know, the roads you're going to go on. But they change, you know, it all changes. And that, it's a really
1: crazy, who do you, freedom. Who do you, who do you talk to about this? Like, there's very, few, like, I can call certain guys who are in broadcasting and talk about what I do because they get it. Do you, do you, are there, like, a couple of musicians that you can call, I'm talking about, like, Eddie Vetter or somebody. Even when you were doing that song, Eddie has, you know, done songs about gun violence, too. Like, mm. I would think he'd be a guy that you could talk to about I don't know. Is there...
2: Well, I, mean, I would, you know, I I haven't hung out with Eddie enough, but when we have, a, I think he's an amazing guy. I would, uh, I, I I do remember once or twice, not once or twice, more than that, but talking with uh, Neil. Neil is a really amazing, and Neil Magnific- also a great Neil friend Young. of 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 uh, Eddie Vedder's too. And but Neil is a lot of fun to talk to about music and i mean the first time we ever played with neil young he uh it, it was a good show we played his bridge benefit i think may have been far made but i think it was the bridge benefit when he burst into the into this uh the uh, uh dressing room or whatever uh after after we played and he came and he's like you guys are like when you play it's like when you go it's like dang and he did this arm gesture he couldn't <laughs> even say anything and he was it's like and I was, was just it, like, wow. Does that mean good was, or bad? I think He's it was good. good. He looked like yeah. he was happy at the time. And it could have been bad, I suppose. Maybe I didn't do the right face. Um, but uh, yeah, I,
1: I, it's. In other it's words, like, it's, it's bit, not so much a conversation as a feeling you get. You, yeah. Neil, and whoever you were up there with were like, man, we just did something we can't put into words, but yeah, it was he, like, yeah, fucking magical.
2: That's the thing that's uh, that's sort of weird about it. It's like, there's times when. If something goes just right sometimes, you'll get to the end of a song, and it could have been like a 20-minute jam, and you get to the end of it, and it'd just be like, wow, did that, you know, you don't even know if it happened almost, and and almost like time just vanished, you know, and that's sort of crazy, like time, 20 minutes can just go the 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 opposite of that is, of course, when it's, when it's not going right, then twenty minutes feels like fourteen
1: days of struggling through the snow and the you desert. You know what I'd love to do with you? I would love to like listen to some of your songs and recordings and you and you know like like live shows and go. All right, show me an example of when you thought it was deadly, and show me an example of when you thought it was great. I bet you, to me, I wouldn't even know the difference. You know, you know, know what's crazy? I mean?
2: Also, it's like, like there have been times when I've said that was the hardest show of my whole life, and then you. And then, you know, people say, that was the best show I've ever been to. So yeah. it really doesn't, you know, I, I guess what it means is I don't really have to be there. Uh, yeah. uh, good or bad. <laughs> but there was one time when we were recording, there's a song we have called Don't Drink the Water. And, um, and, uh, which is the, the happy subject of genocide. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, exactly. Another one. Right. Put that one. Let's listen to that again. And let's dance this time. <laughs> um, but, uh, but when we recorded it, we were all a sort of like in a bad frame of mind. All of us. And we were going, and then we left the studio after playing it way too many times, and we were all pissed. And then you the next think Don't Drink
1: we- the Water? You have said Don't Drink the Water is one of the best songs you've ever heard. Yeah. Says, Alanis Mara said,
12: Alanis.
1: A beast. Were you Were you I I don't know if you've ever really addressed this, but Alanis Morris said to me, What a brilliant and what a voice and unique Oh man. What were you song. in love with her? Were you were you like I can't see like the two of you singing together and the two of you performing together is pretty fucking magical. How do you not fall in love with each other uh, during something like yeah, that?
2: Yeah, I think w- w- I think we we were, we really loved our time together. Um, it, it it maybe the fact that it didn't linger was was a good thing. But but uh, you know she was beautiful. Maybe the, I, 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 I hope the fact that I was intimidated by her uh, being in the room may have had an effect on. Uh, but but
1: i'm talking about
2: she's the, of course i fell in love with her i mean she's just, right i mean it's impossible not to but it's the way you know like you fall you know that's what you i think someone like that that can that can uh that can say so much even without the words just with with singing and then she's so beautiful and so powerful it's like i don't know it's almost impossible not to fall in love with someone and let them it's like carry two you away are-
1: yeah, it's like two actors on a movie, movie set. I mean, you know, you're in this environment where the two of you are making beautiful music together, literally. But it's probably also a trap because nothing can equal those moments when you're making music together to sustain a relationship. I mean, a real life relationship. That's no, it doesn't work. It's like no that. way,
2: right? No, it doesn't work like that. That's like with Brandy. I mean, um, Brandy's so funny. Um, uh, you would sing with her and it's like, being in love, you know, saying, yeah. I'm looking, I'm, i we look at each other and it's like, it feels, if she, if she ever gets on this show and says, no, it's not like that at all, tell her that right. she's, tell her to fuck her. She's wrong. Tell her, just, yeah. tell just yeah. say, fuck you, at Brandy. Cause, but, um, but, but she's, you know, you play and you're looking at each other and it is love. but Then when, then when it's done, it's
1: like, that was great. See you later. Yeah, but you and Lannis were, you felt, you, you had a thing, right? It was, in other words, there was a relationship there. Well, and we, we didn't, we, we were, we were
2: friends, you know. We didn't hang out. We didn't go out, you know, eating or or drink. We, it, it was a short thing, but it was, it was good. We we visited with each other a few times, um, but it, we didn't have a. We were never lovers. We didn't smooch.
1: Oh, we never really? even smooched. Nothing physical. No. Wow. We, you know, oh, we might have high fived. The... Oh, I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought you guys consummated. Oh, I that would have uh, you know. I should, said, I should have
2: said what I should've I should have said that I
1: should have said we consummate, but we didn't know. We were just wow. like high five and, Oh, no kidding. You know, I don't even know. I don't you know. know how you don't fall into a physical thing when it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. someone
2: else didn't tell me about it. Maybe maybe
1: maybe she had a thing with someone else that was in the building. She's like, Oh Dave know. Matthews, I don't, I don't want him. Yeah. Um I want that uh, other guy. Th- Who's that? I'm thinking about some of your other songs, uh, like "Ants Marching." I'm talking about the biggest hits, you know. Yeah. And the, this drum thing, man. Boom! 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 Boom!
2: That was a pretty. That's a was a. Kind of brilliant. I think that arrangement move may have been. The late Leroy Moore, I think.
1: Maybe. That's, Leroy. That yeah. snare that But but another death in your life, right? Yeah, that was a. Um, ATV accident or
2: something? Yeah, I mean, you know, we always, we we always thought that Roy would kill himself with like chemicals or, um, or at least he'd, you know, you know, you know, step off something high when he had too many drinks. But he was, you know, totally sober and in the, one of the, he was in a great place, uh, his, uh, you know, he—I mean, he wasn't t- totally sober, but at the moment of his death, he was, and and he'd been—he was in a great place in his life. We'd been having a great time, and his musically, he was in a great place. And he hit a dried, a dried-up ditch in a field on an ATV and flipped and broke a bunch of bones. And then he survived for a while, but then. Uh, you know,
1: some complications came and took him out. I don't fuck with ATVs. I don't fuck with it. I stay in my house. Yeah, I, I want to live. I don't know. Everyone's looking for excitement. It's exciting enough for me to get out of bed and take Metamucil and, you know what yeah, I mean? No, I and, and hope, and hope
2: well. for the best. I mean, you know, does, <laughs> Metamucil does give you hope, but
1: um, you take best, it. I'm, I'm at a, least, I'm a big fan of Metamucil. It's I fabulous. think
2: any, anything that, you know, smooths the ride right. however, <laughs> you know, is, is important.
1: <laughs> no, but Ants Marching, you see. I, there isn't a day that goes by in my life that I don't have that same feeling, that we're all ants, that we're yeah, all, right. like, a, I, sometimes I look at humanity as, like, I, how dare we think we're any more important than those ants on the ground, because yeah, that's you what know, we, we are. are.
2: It is insane, and we're not at, as good at it as ants are, um, but, right? uh, you know, I, I do, I, but I, I guess it's more complicated, because everybody's got their own thing, but it is um, it is a remarkable uh I mean, there are so many of us, and we can barely work together. Um, but and right. and yet we manage somehow to to uh, unfold things in a reasonably organized way. I guess we stay on the right side of the road, unless
1: the rules are otherwise. Um, yep. I'll play a couple of your greatest hits. What would well, that you was, say? You know, that was a good. I don't, That's a good one, right? Yeah, the groove is good. And this this features John Popper on harmonica. Yeah, right. What a great, what a great musician he is! Another underrated guy. Great vocalist, great songwriter. Yeah,
2: he's an, he's, he's, an, he's a crazy singer, and I you know, I guess he's in some ways most famous for his harmonica playing, but he's a really great singer.
1: Did he and, write uh, this with you, or you just said I want to bring him in to play harmonica? No,
2: he just uh, he he came in one day, had a sandwich, and and then played some insane. Uh, Harmonica.
1: Harmonica. If if you're with a guy like John Popper, who's successful on his own right, and you say to him, hey, come on in and play some harmonica on my record. If he fucks it up, what do you have to do? Like, call him afterwards and say, hey, listen, we're not going to use it? Or do you just say, fuck you I'm not going to use it? What do you do?
2: I suppose what I would do, it would just be say, fuck you I'm not going to use it. But I wouldn't even have to say it. You would just not use it. You know, and hope, (laughs) just, just don't
1: say anything. Just, you know. The rate. You know, another song I got to talk to you about is this because this is a big uh, theme in my therapy: wanting too much. And oh I, yeah! Like uh, this. this was a good song, man. Yeah, I like you sold all these records and sell all these tickets. Look at this! Quite like a like catalog. Song, that's Tim Reynolds. Just so Something... very nice. That is nasty. Good vocal too. Yeah, Piggy. Little Piggy. Nice, yeah. hard song to write? No,
2: um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I I sang a bunch of gibberish and then just tried to figure out what the hell I was talking about. Um, I it wasn't feel too much like It was a lot of fun.
1: One of the worst things in life is to want too much to de- want to devour. When you feel so deprived, I would imagine a guy who lost his father at 10 understands wanting too much. Too much love, too much everything. Yeah, I think uh, um,
2: I think that th- though it's weird. I think that is a, it's like that sort of right certainly like if you think about the american way i mean it it does seem like excess is the is the golden rule but i don't think it should be um you're talking
1: about devouring life though you're talking about it's i'm not enjoying life i'm just devouring it because i have such hunger inside
2: and i can't get enough of it and i just write more of it and there's no way you can get enough of it because the only thing you want is more and that's a that's a big that's that's that will destroy us. All right, I think. I mean, I don't know if I was thinking about it that much when I wrote it, but I do think that that our that when all we want is more, that there's no way
1: we can make it. There's no yeah, way we and can yet, survive. Such a heavy thought, and yet it's such a fun song. You know, it really. Death, 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 and death is fun. Yeah, like you have a way of making death and hunger and everything kind of fun. You it know what I mean? Because it is. Well, because <laughs> in the end, it is fun. In, in the end, it's all. It's way. so great. Why are you strapping why. on your guitar? You I feel like know. playing something?
2: Yeah, I was gonna. I know
1: I'm gonna play. I know I'm gonna play another song if I right. have time. You do have time. Okay. We're not That's gonna great. stop with that. But, but what were you just about to play? Something. Something just came into your head. Well. um...
2: We, uh, in while I was, th- I was thought I was going to make a transition, but then you said, what are you going to play? And then I, then I forgot what transition I was going to be. But oh, I think okay. I can, no, but I think I could make
1: a transition. Um, were you going to say something about too much? Were you going to um, show well, me something Well, with was, writing
2: that? I was thinking, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I was thinking, um, no, I'm not going to play that. I wasn't, I was thinking about, uh, how, uh, Time wins. And so we live these lives where we think if I just get a little bit more, or if I just manage a little bit uh to collect a little more, if I just manage to get a little wider or a little longer, if I just get this shirt, or if I buy that car, or if I um if I win this game or if then then i'll be then i'll have enough one more year of work or or whatever it is and i don't you know i I look at my i'm the same i'm the same way i'm like i I, you know at some some point i'm gonna i gotta stop and just sit down and just say that that's enough but um uh but i but i don't and and we don't i don't know what it is and uh then i wanted to play this song for you that i thought i don't know if that was a little bit forced but i wanted to play this song for you uh that is um a willie nelson tune
1: because we were funny how time slips away is it a willie nelson tune or willie made it famous willie didn't write it did he he wrote it he did write it yeah i didn't know that
2: i'm pretty sure he wrote it i've always Uh thought he wrote it it surprised me if he didn't
1: because i thought he did (laughs) i thought he didn't i thought that funny how time slips away is so you know identified with willie is this one of those songs did you do this in front of him
2: um, yes I did this on his 90th birthday oh this is the one you know and they're gonna do it was that did that sound like it was connected in any way yeah like it does actually. connected but um, yeah. but it uh, I, he had his 90th birthday party that I talked about earlier at the Hollywood Bowl um, who was I it don't there know if it, there was a lot of people there man there was also and then I was you know main I think snoop dog was there and so i think wow. once that's how you know and then when it's it's a, it's a good party
1: did you smoke snoop? weed no. did you smoke weed with uh snoop
2: i didn't smoke with snoop but then i did smoke weed at the end of the night when we were going to do the sing-along at the end but i hadn't thought about it i just was because right. you, know, you know so i had a little had a little puff and then we walked out on stage to for the uh for the sing-along at the end. Willie loves a sing-along. And, and then they handed me a microphone. <laughs> and so I had to hold the microphone. And I was so uh. stoned. And I was, and, and it would run over me. And there's all these people out. And then there's all oh, the whole audience is smiling and looking, which made me think they were laughing at right. me and they could tell that I was really stoned and then I kept on I could hold it up to my mouth and then and then I'd put it down again but that would you know then it'd sing and then was I'd it, hold it up to someone else's mouth or was I, like, it like willie's it between weed? two people
1: was it Willie's weed you were smoking was it his I, I, think, it, I think it was I
2: don't I know someone just you know a- handed. handed you know just say hey, hey you want a puff and I said well you know I should just foolishly I said yeah, well, yeah I should because
1: why would you do that because immediately you got paranoid and you were thinking
2: immediately stoned as 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 happens when you inhale stuff All right it goes immediately into your it's not like a, have a sandwich and then i'm good you know
1: it's you know when immediately. I, when i when i when i've interviewed snoop dog and snoop can smoke weed he says the only guy who can outsmoke me like i can't keep up with is willie nelson and I mean and the guy's 90 years old and he's still smoking like that. You know,
2: I feel like maybe he's ch- doing some edibles as well because you know it's like I don't know.
1: I, <laughs> he
4: can't uh, smoke <laughs> enough, he has to eat it too. Well, I'm just thinking that you know
1: you
2: got to take a you got to take a you got to take a break. I mean uh, my god,
1: I mean, no he doesn't. But anyway, so you, but you see, I,
2: I, I played this song for him but I I think oh and just can I just say and this because I just learned this that they're going to show the f- a film uh, probably edited because it's going to because it would be too long because it was two days of music. They're making a they're making it into sort of a documentary of the evening and they're going to show it on Sunday. I think this Sunday. What day of the week
1: is it? Uh, today? This you were asking Wednesday. me? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. So in f- Don't ask me how I know that but yeah. I'm pretty
2: Sunday because it's Wednesday yeah. uh, this Sunday they're going <laughs> to it's going to be um, in theaters all over the country just for one night, this a movie of this birthday party. that Dave, we
1: had. as a rock star, do you think you're in such a bubble that you really don't know what day of the week it is? Seriously. I mean, Sometimes.
2: It happens yeah. to me fairly regularly when I don't How know. Beautiful. <laughs> How
1: beautiful. How beautiful is, is that? I have no idea. Oh, I lo- you mean in other words, like you're on tour, you're fucking hotel to hotel or whatever that is. Is it Tuesday? And, I mean, yeah. And you don't even know. And in a way, it's beautiful, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it that much. It doesn't really matter.
1: <laughs> right. Right? Like I mean, if I told you it, was, it was Monday, it wouldn't make a difference to you. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I try to know what city I'm in. I did once, um, Fuck up. say, um, hello to Nashville when I was in Memphis. Right. <laughs> <Great. laughs> Which, uh, wasn't as yeah. well received as that. I was, you you know, loved, I was innocent but
1: but you love Willie Nelson man you said yeah. you've even you, you, you kind of politely say I have ripped him off meaning in other words he influenced you so much that oh, yeah, the way you, you play right. the guitar the way you write the way you sing everything yeah
2: you know the, I, yeah absolutely I have one song that I mm-hmm. that I start
3: crazy which
2: is a total rip off and then he told uh-huh. me that when he first wrote the original crazy that he wrote that it was stupid, which is I'm crazy. <laughs> f- I'm stupid for feeling so lonely. Jack uh, either he's lying. I uh, funny, but uh,
1: that was a- "Angel <laughs> Flying Too Close to the Ground." Is his best song? I think. Am I crazy?
2: I don't know what is, but you know, uh, maybe I could have loved you. I mean, d- Jesus, that guy. But he just is so simple. But this is a good song. And it's sort of, I met him,
1: uh, couldn't believe it. he all, wrote it. He wrote, he wrote it. this. I think he wrote it. Did you look I it up? I think the guy's name it is. yeah. I thought it was Billy Walker wrote it.
4: No, no? I just looked it up.
2: And okay. Willie wrote it. Thank you so much, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, this, now oh, you're right, you're
1: right. Wait, wait, you're right. Willie did write Funny How Time Slips Away, but Billy Walker released it first in 1961. You're absolutely uh-huh. right, Dave. Thank you.
2: Oh, but don't screw it up. But that's okay if I do.
3: Well, hello there. It's been a long, long time. Well, how am I doing? Well, I guess I'm doing fine. it's been so long, but it seems like it was only yesterday. Ain't it funny how time slips away? Well, how's your new love? I hope it's doing fine. heard you told him you'd love him till the end of time now that's the same thing you told me seems like just the other day ain't it funny how time slips away To go now, and I guess I see you around. I don't know when, though, and don't know when I'll be back in town. But remember what I tell you, cause in time. Surprising how time slips away. Yeah, remember what I tell you cause in time you're gonna pay surprising how time slips away.
2: I bet great, really liked it, and it's a mean. It's a mean song, right? It's yeah. mean.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it's it like, is. It's Funny gonna how get you. What You're a beautiful get your song!
4: And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: it, when you hear a song like that, do you ever say, like, yeah, "I wish I wrote that one"? You know, like, "Oh, I wish I wrote that." That's just so good. What a great interpretation of that and song. And just
2: those man. those lines, like when you get a, when you that he can find a line that ties all that. Because without that line, it's just like a bitch doesn't work. (laughs) I hate you, bitch. I don't want to talk to you. But with that one line, it's he can just say, hey, how you been? And, you
1: you know, know, remember. I, I hate to bring up sore subjects, but so Willie's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know I've talked to you about this before. And, you know, they're out of their fucking minds. You are the only guy, Dave Matthews, I mean, with all your success and all your credibility and everything else. You even won the fan vote. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame says, hey, fans, you get a vote. And I mean, you got like 50 gazillion votes more <laughs> than anybody. And it was the first time that the artist who won the fan vote was kept out of the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. And. Is this starting to irk you a little bit?
2: But I got to tell you, first of all, I was phoning furiously. I was voting furiously. Um, <laughs>
1: hey, you know, oh, it was you
2: who yeah, voted. I like, okay, I was, I, got it. Like, I was on
1: speed dial, like a, a yeah. whole rack of phones. And <laughs> and, and, and also, but, let's point out that you you also inducted traffic into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which oh, is fascinating man. to me. How did you even get that? Like, did they call you and ask yeah, you? Yeah, they you must do have that?
2: called me, but but uh, someone must have called me. But that Stevie
1: Winwood awesome. called you.
2: Oh wow! Is it that? I would. That, no. that's like the, one of the greatest songs um it's
3: like
2: oh my God, that song saved my life once when I'd had too much to drink it and too much um you Mr. That song saved my life one time.
1: Uh, by the way, you know what other song you love? That I you love um, King Crimson, don't you? Oh, so good grief! The Crimson King. Oh my
2: good god! That band. Can I do that for you? I'd like to. Vo- vo- vo. They just go ready out of their minds.
1: Check this out. You're going to be impressed. oh <laughs> What do you think? It's
2: perfect, brilliant, right? I the best part was your expression. That's <laughs> the
0: best
1: part that made me the happiest. Yeah, I'm a good-looking guy, huh? It's, it's pretty suit. amazing. You're, looking, you're, 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 you're doing uh, fine, handsome. Uh, no, but 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 seriously, this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's important to you or not, and it, but I find it kind of fucking insulting. I mean, you, come on. But already. I got. But
2: if you're gonna, um, uh, if there's any outcome that could arguably be better than actually getting into the uh, the the hall of not not to say that there's anything better than getting into the rock and roll hall of fame but if there was anything better than getting into the uh, the rock and roll hall of fame it would be if the fans overwhelmingly voted for you to get in
1: <laughs> and then you still weren't letting in. That's a good, uh, pretty. That's, you're you're, I can you're saying, in that. other words, it was like Susan Lucci, who never won a daytime Emmy, and then it became even bigger. When, yeah, I'm you like, know, you know,
2: know. I'm, I'm essentially
1: parallel, if not almost identical, to Susan Lucci. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, they say. Dave Matthews, Susan Lucci of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you
2: ever That's seen them? Have you, have you ever seen them in the same room together? Is the no, right. no. I've best never best seen you
1: in the same room. But, the, but
4: you can reason, be invited to the party, but you can't have the award. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. But, <laughs> but the thing I was saying about King Crimson is you said that Robert Fripp plays the guitar with his hand spread out, and that inspired you what do you mean by a guitar player who plays with his hands spread out? Can you well, show me that? No, I
2: was just jealous. And it's because he uses these funny tunings. He probably would look at my guitar playing and saying you're a moron. But, um, <laughs> but, but he does these he has these weird tunings so that he ends up playing in this very sort of formal way, but, and then makes all those crazy noise. But he plays kind of like this. And then I've, there's quite a few, you know, I'll play something and I'll show, Tim or some other guitar, Tim Reynolds or some other guitar player, I'll show them what I'm doing. And then they go, oh, well, you could just do it like this. And they right. do you the don't same have to thing. Spread your, You don't you have don't to spread, spread just, your whole hand but out. It, but it makes a sound, and it and it, it lets me, like, if, it's, if it was like, like Satellite or something like that would go, which is one of our songs, sorry, but it goes like... And I don't think I would have ever played that if it wasn't, if it wasn't, I, I, I'm not plugged, I only am plugged in. Yeah, but, plug it in, yeah. yeah. But it's, it, so it's, it's this, it's like a pattern. But it was from watching him, and it doesn't sound the same as a Robert Fripp thing, but but the no, way No, but I understand.
1: These... Your hand is spread out across those frets, very wide. It looks very difficult to hold your hand like that through a well, song. And
2: it's kind of satisfied. And then you, you can make these patterns up and just sort of repeat the patterns. I did it on this, another song, called Warehouse where I but I don't need to do there's probably an easier way to play it but it's sort of satisfying to and and anyway I was just trying to imitate him and I was also ignorant so the combination of those two things maybe like I was trying to play what he was playing but by looking at him rather than listening which is a lot of musicians play things by listening to them but I just like what is he doing, and then I try to do it. and I go, "Oh, that's nice," and it didn't sound anything like he what he was doing. But it was, it was nice. So then, did I, you take I guitar feeling.
1: lessons as a kid, or did you? Are you self-taught? Um,
2: a little bit of both. Um, right. I did. I definitely took guitar lessons. I I think my greatest could the greatest lesson I ever got from a guitar teacher was, the groove matters more than getting all the notes in. Which I think is really important, you know. So if you, because if you're trying, if you're trying to make sure you get every note, and you miss one, you you don't have time to go back to it. Just make uh, sure your foot is tapping the whole way through. I don't know if that geez. is not it's not that profound.
1: Good grief! Suddenly <sighs> everything came to a grinding halt when I gave you that. No, tip. man, I'm fascinated here about <laughs> guitar playing and everything. Who's the greatest guitar? Pl- was it was it Hendrix? Was that the boring answer? To I mean, that's. Hendrix?
2: I mean, he was. He was. First of all, he was so. Humble, you know, but there's so many great, you know, there's so many greats. I mean, I, I mean, what's what's so delightful about Hendrix? It was sort of like he just, you know, he was so. First of all, it's sort of astounding. I don't understand what he was doing, but it, um, his feel and his groove was so great. But also, he was sort of allowing all this magic. Of, of his brilliance to shine and he was sort of fearless and and you know that's part of what made him so great is is that will you know he wasn't not every step was careful not every it was like this boldness this freedom of uh you know he he didn't get up on stage and play a solo that he would perfected he got up on stage right. and just was like this is what i got today you know and and that's unbelievable you know there's some licks that he would repeat because they're part of the song but then he would could just fly and that's a crazy
1: courage do you think that kind of courage is what you do when you you never make the same set list twice in a row when you're doing concerts do you think in a way you're trying to like say fuck it uh, I don't want to be over-rehearsed. I'm going to make a different set list every night. I would think doing the same set every night on a tour, like kind of like what the Stones do, would be easier. First of all, it's sort of astounding. I don't understand
2: what he was doing, but it, um, his feel and his groove was so great. But also, he was sort of allowing all this magic of of his brilliance to shine. And he was sort of fearless and and you know that's part of what made him so great is is that will you know he wasn't not every step was careful not every it was like this boldness this freedom of uh you know he he didn't get up on stage and play a solo that he perfected he got up on stage right. and just was like this is what i got today you know and and that's unbelievable you know there's some licks that he would repeat because they're part of the song but then he would could just fly
1: and that's a crazy courage do you think that kind of courage is what you do when you you never make the same set list twice in a row when you're doing concerts do you think in a way you're trying to like say fuck it uh, I don't want to be over rehearsed. I'm going to make a different set list every night. I would think doing the same set every night on a tour, like kind of like what the Stones do, would be easier in a way because well, you th- perfect it.
2: I think so, but I, but we've never done that. And so, well, I mean, we it was, we, when we only had so many songs, then I guess we did the same thing, but it just started when we had more songs than you could fit into one night. We just started mixing them. I mean, we don't play all our songs. Um, right. But, I think just the way we play together, um the band, it just made like like I'll when I sit down to write a set. Excuse me. Uh, um, but, but that, that was a spicy sausage. Um, no. But
1: uh, <laughs> what'd you eat for breakfast? I didn't What's have going on, on over there? Yet, so I'm just yeah, lying. That's to what you. It just, it I don't is. know
2: what happened. I sw- I'm, I'm just right. swallowing <laughs> my words. Um, but um, it. I, I think about like solos and how many people. You know. You know. I want, you know, this. know, how many sax solos, or how many solos, are, I want Jeff to feature, I want Rashawn to feature, I want Carter to feature, I want everyone to get their moment in the light, and then how do I make it so that the set moves, how do we put things that are, that interesting. so it just makes it, it, in a weird way, it makes it sort of, um, it's a little bit selfish, because then we don't do the same show every night, so it just makes it, there's a possibility of something going wrong, which yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, and everybody's around I'm surrounded by people that are so accomplished that they they don't play the same thing unless it's a part. Uh, they just
1: can, they can fly man. I don't know. I, I was so surprised I just sit, the, I can sit down on them I'm surprised by you because, uh, on the new tour, on the, on the current tour, you're playing, um, the Beatles, I Want You, She's So Heavy. And I'm like, how the fuck do you choose that song to cover from the Beatles? You know, I mean, that's a hard song. You know, I mean, that's but a tough such, one.
2: Man, but it's such a good song. We'll get, oh, hopefully, we we'll get great a great song. It's so, it's such a great tune. God. And then the, well, you know, we'll grow. We'll be just doing a little piece of it. And and, and I think as the, we'll add each piece on, maybe as, uh, as the tour goes but everyone you know it's fun it 's also like a little adventure to to be able to slip um to slip into some something that that everybody knows but you know you know that it i don't know it's like a it's like a liberating you know yeah. just try not to yeah, I know. just to try and make it good enough so it 's recognizable you know so people yeah, are like, like what that. the hell is this
1: no, this no is people do that way. yeah no that's fun when you do Brick House by the Commodores, I'm like, I didn't think you would be into the Commodores, and yet you are, and you know and it's a good song. It's Not a solid a great song. song. Holy shit. Yeah, really good. So yeah, so let's sum up, because I've kept you here long enough. But uh you got the new album out, as we talked about, Walk Around the Moon. Mm-hmm. You're doing this uh, show tonight. Are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to go home and take a nap now, or uh, I mean, are you? nervous a, about the show tonight.
2: Friends, get some lunch, meet with, meet some friends, and uh, and then who are you meeting
1: with? Anyone uh, I would know, like uh, Paul Simon, perhaps, oh, no, or no no no, 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 no,
2: secret friends. I'm going to meet some oh, okay. secret friends.
1: These are non showbiz people.
2: Uh, try for non showbiz business, uh, business people um, for lunch, and then right uh, showbiz people later on today. Will it be disappointing
1: together. eating with your non-show business friends? Uh, is it a bit of a letdown? And, and then later on today, you will have show business
2: friends? Back to show business, you know, and where we yeah. can all high-five yeah. each other for no good reason and and hey, you, say job you, well done and stuff.
1: Have you heard Paul Simon's new album? I have not yet, but, but, but I've heard it's great. I thought so. so, but a lot of death stuff. Like he's thinking about, you know, he's 81 years old. Yeah, and he's thinking about it.
2: I did a Paul Simon song in front of Paul Simon. I couldn't even look at him.
1: What did you do? What song?
2: You could call me Al. No, did you? That's the one you chose. Yeah, I'm shocked. Man, there is so many words in that song. I didn't. They said, "Would you do that?" You know. And so I said, "Okay," but I said that said that before I went back and listened to the record recording. I mean, this. Holy lord. I there's I, I there's not enough lung in a hum, lung in a human to get all those words
1: in but I got them in. But that's why I think you're brave. Like I would not want I'm not a recording artist but I do not want to do you could call me out. I would want to do Old Friends. You yeah. would have been great. Do you know the song yeah. Old Friends? I would have loved to I do can, that one.
2: Oh, there was yeah. maybe a couple that I would have liked to do but then the thing is then they said, "But won't you do call oh, you can call me out?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." And then you I know, did that, and I'm really glad I did it. But I got to tell you, the band was
1: killing. They had a band there that was they were murdering. So they covered a lot of space for me. And I watched that tribute. I mean, Paul's sitting right there in the front row. I did and not just... even glance down. I knew exactly where it was. I looked everywhere <laughs> yeah. but at him.
2: I was like, hell no. Because if I'd looked at him and he was like, ah, I'd have <laughs> shit the bed.
1: Didn't he come on stage with you and do me and Julio down by the schoolyard? You <laughs> called him up and... uh
2: yeah, I mean, uh, he was. We, yeah, and we did all. We, you know,
1: anyway. Yeah, he came up, and that was nice. It was you, nice. You, wouldn't it be nice for you to sit and have lunch with him and talk to him about his career? I mean, I think, and I went to. Uh, we hung
2: out one time at his house and uh, listened to out in uh, Montauk. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, we listened to some music, some of his recordings that he was working on, and uh, it was one of the highlights of my whole life just being oh my god casual Does talking it? to uh and just listening to him talk about music and the industry but in in a in, in an in an environment that wasn't for any purpose other than us, us to share some time together
1: and uh yeah i was uh, well it well, uh, shows number one paul amazing. simon respects you respects your opinion yeah. thought enough for you to have uh, have you over and then like, what do you do? Like, he start he, like, he says, hey, come over here and listen. Like, what does he have? Like, a tape recorder or a computer with his music on it? And then, no, like,
2: no. We were just, huh? we started off just hanging out a little bit. And then, uh, and I think we, we were doing a, uh South African, a show about some South African artists, uh, uh, um, in the city and so we we knew we were both in the city together and so he said hey we'll come out and and we just it just was hanging out and then we ended up listening to some music and
1: what do you do what do you do when he what like like is he staring at you when you're listening to his new music and like waiting for a reaction i mean you you might have
2: gone to the restroom (laughs) i didn't i I was pretty good at, at not looking around but uh but i gotta tell you though you know just just i i'm trying to just remain
1: calm shit yeah you're, you're so looking at a guy who... I mean, look right. at the fucking music. There's bridge over troubled water. This Shit.
2: 20, oh Twenty-five careers he's had. Twenty-five you know. careers is right. Holy... You know, there's a, so many people. That's bananas. Must be yeah. done now. I mean, that's, you know, he says, you know, but he went to South Africa to work on those tunes and um, for what ended up being Graceland. But he thought his... You know, he was done, you know, and I guess that's right. sort of the thing. That's amazing. That sort of his biggest album that he ever made was one where he said, oh, no, I got nothing to do. But it's a good lesson in that for anybody that's making shit is don't think about what people are going to make it for yourself. And then hopefully it's not never going reti- to
1: you're never going to retire. You're going to you're going to be one of those guys goes out playing. You're yeah. definitely going to. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can tell.
2: I'll retire when I shit my pants on stage or something. But you shit in oh, elevators. He, he is retired. That <laughs> guy came up here, and he came in, and yeah. he, he couldn't dance. in elevators. He, he, he couldn't do his little <laughs> dance anymore, and he shit, yeah. the, he shit the elevator.
1: <laughs> Dave Matthews. Know. Well, anyway, what a joy to have you here, Dave. I mean, I could, I got a million other questions, but I'll save them for another time. The Dave Matthews Band, they got a new album out Walk Around the Moon. The tune was written on mushrooms. Listen to this. I mean, who doesn't love a song written on mushrooms? That's a sales pitch. Um, Dave Matthews Band radio on Sirius XM channel thirty. Let's not forget about that. What did you? Did you ever imagine you'd have your own channel? I mean, this is fucking crazy, right? You know, but you know, they're giving them away nowadays. No, no, not there's, here. <laughs> there's, there's very limited space. There is. It's, it's, it's. I don't even think Paul Simon has his own channel. Uh-oh. Don't talk it. Oh, they're going to get him one now. No, I'm, You hear yeah. that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Dave Matthews has his own channel. Just saying. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Dave's doing a show tonight, but I mean, I'm sure that's all covered already. And then I don't know what else. I mean, God, you got a lot going on, but... Thanks for playing the tunes today and talking about your career and your life. I know the fans go nuts for this stuff. And you
2: can cu- and you can cut it. You can edit out the the boring parts in post, right? Right? That's what
1: absolutely. You absolutely. Hey, absolutely. We're I can no cut it down boring to boring parts. <laughs> I was Dave. I'll cut it down time. to. I'll cut it down to <laughs> three minutes. will that's it. barely have said anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ding, <laughs> ding, no. done. No, I loved every minute of it. I want to thank you for giving me so much time. I know you probably got to go. Pish and yeah, uh you got a yeah, lunch to go to hell go i gotta go fish. <laughs> no, I gotta yeah. fish something terrible um yeah i mean, i didn't even talk to you about your painting i know you love to paint i'm a painter too i love it and yeah. uh we'll talk about that another time you know what i'm saying i'd love
2: we'll to come back to without a pandemic between
4: yeah, yeah that huh. made the five years because i was like what kept you away
1: yeah, yeah well, a lot yeah. of fun well, Dave, do I mean, you feel like you got it all out or is there something you wanted to say that you didn't get out? No, I can't to... think of anything. I'll think
2: of it right as I'm leaving when I'm getting <laughs> in the <laughs> cab. I'll be like, ah,
1: shit. I tell you what, you want to make your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech since you're not getting to do it there. You want to do it here? Oh, exactly. Want...
2: I'd like to thank my mother. <laughs> well, anyway, uh,
1: <laughs> come back again. Come back anytime. And uh, Dick Matthews, thanks. I just thoroughly enjoy talking to you. It's fabulous. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh,
2: Likewise. Yeah. And Robin, thank and, you, too.
1: Bye-bye. Everybody, you guys, check take out, it easy. Walk Around the Moon. Dave okay. Matthews, everyone. Now it there gets you go. funny. Yeah, there's a, now we're back to the funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. All right. Oh, well, my. What a
4: great interview.
1: He is terrific.
4: You know what I liked about it? You would start down some path and before you could even finish the question, he wanted to talk about it, and then he'd take off.
1: I'm just trying to figure out how that dude shit in the elevator like that. That's fucking crazy. I mean, uh, you can't, I've seen crazy there are shitting.
4: Tabloids. Yeah, tabloids <laughs> yeah. of shit and when you walk yeah. into a restroom, and you can't imagine how it got that far.
1: It's surreal. Shitting is a whole <laughs> other topic. All right. Well, anyway, we've, uh, we've done enough show, Robin. you and I uh, know that. Uh, we've been around a block and we know we've given too much show today, but, uh, thank you, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews band walk around the moon available now. Listen to Dave on, uh, Dave Matthews band radio, series um, Serious XM channel 30. Uh, Howard 101 presents the hives too. Let's give them a nice plug. The band did a fourth song mini concert from my studio and, uh, you'll hear it this Friday night on Howard 101. Next Wednesday, Andy Cohn will stop by to talk about all things Andy. Oh, and, uh, wonderful. yes. And and I believe that's it. So, uh, goodbye till next time.
9: Coming Wednesday, we got a special guest in the building. Radio and TV host, Andy, 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 Andy Cohen. By the way, thank you to the Stern Show
0: listeners who love filling my DMs with your dick pics. Only on
12: Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.